The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys ready to come in. You know, the comment, the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live. And direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you just stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Yeah, I'm here. Next, the backbone, the pillar. The strength of Fantastic Forum are nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman Moses Magnum. What's up? <laughs> and uh, funny. It, it sounded like you weren't quite ready to say hello to the people. I know. I was playing with my new pillow. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, shout out to Jay. He's not going to be on the show today, unfortunately, but he uh, he's with us in spirit. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to you all about um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, gonna... Excuse me. I, pre- I believe it's pronounced Hop 2. Right. Hop, hop, uh, hop 2 Sonic the Hedgehog? Hop to Sonic? Yeah. Right. We're also going to be talking to you about the the Netflix show October Faction. Um, we're going to, uh, as well as uh, Lock and Key. We're going to be talking about both of those Netflix shows. Uh, we're going to also be talking about the Spider-Man Bloodlines comic book and bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But oh, and of course, whatever else it is you all want to talk about, and we'll tell you how it is that we'll do that. You can do that in just a moment. But first. Before all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, the All Games Radio Network, 
the all games community uh, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you're waiting for me to hit something, but I don't know what. No, no, no. I'm not waiting for you to hit anything. I, I, I just saw your I just saw your post in in chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, like that is weird. And it's like <laughs> it's the same it's like the and same that's, scene. That's why the fact that it's Marsden again, like yeah. right. hit me when Mo said it. Right. Um yeah. You, if you're in chat, you know what we're talking about. And if you're not in chat, you should be in chat. Chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat. Uh, or hit go to allgames.com and hit the live slash chat button and we'll take things directly out of chat and bring them into the show uh, such wait, as uh, Oz's wait hold, huh? hold, hold on a minute intern you're fired apparently Lawrence doesn't want to hear your voice there okay, oh no I'm sorry no, no it's I'm too sorry. late no you already did no, the thing no. <laughs> you already did the thing go ahead no but I, I we need like, chat comment was... here I'm sorry. I'm sorry, intern. Please come back. Um, but you can tell them how to call in, right? Wow, I just totally threw you off your game, didn't I? No. We, we haven't done this for a while. We're kind of out of sync right now. <laughs> and, and it sounds like, like I fucked you up with that one image I posted. Yeah, no, it did, it did throw me off because I was just like, and the funny thing is, like, it doesn't look like he's that much like older. older. Yeah, it's only ten years, man. But I mean, look, we know people that look way different ten years later. Like, we, we've all seen those those throwback Thursday photos. Yeah, but this is Hollywood ten years. Like, we have some on our profile. I, listen, I'm just talking about like, look, think about like Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss look different from Matrix One to Two. Yeah, and I, you know, it was just like, what happened? You know, <laughs> like it's not even like she looks terrible or anything. It's just that she looks different. I mean, you talk about Hollywood ten years. No, people don't even recognize Renee Zellweger. Well, that's because she turned into the other chick for a little bit, the Hunger Games chick. <laughs> Right, through, through the wonders of plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, nope. And she went back and now she looked like Judy Dench or the other. <laughs> she's trying to be all her favorite actors. Yeah, she's like, I gotta <laughs> imitate the greats. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you know, it's just wild, but yeah, it did, it did. I guess it did throw me off. That's my bad, Oz. Um,. But yeah, if you want to call in, you can do that too. Skype's open, fantastic forum on Skype. Hit us there. Uh, or you can hit us in chat, like I mentioned, uh, which we have Tiger Claw, who says, What's up, fantastic forum? Anyone seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? It's the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Tiger Claw, if you're going to call in to talk about Sonic, uh, in fact, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even, I'm just going to call, I'm just going to call Tiger Claw. Like, Hi. why? Why? Highest I'm grossing talk- comic book movie is kind of a low bar, or video game movie. No, the yeah, highest gross—it's the highest grossing like Valentine's Day movie too, right? I don't know. Is that true? 
I think so. I'll, I'll look that up because now that's a stat. <laughs> well, I guess because you can take children to this Valentine's movie. You don't take yeah, them to the Valentine's movie I've been watching. What, I mean, weren't there like some romantic... Like, oh, go ahead. But like Deadpool was the highest grossing Valentine's Day movie of all time. But again, this is like for kids too. So you automatically, depending on how much you fuck, you automatically quadruple your audience. Wait, so... um. It's, Wait, so so Deadpool Deadpool came out on Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah it was, it's, a, it's a romantic comedy. He was trying to get back with his woman. Like, that's what the whole movie was about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tiger Claw, are you with us? I love how Larry doesn't even remember the promotions for it. Like, Deadpool is, like, doing commercials about, like, romantic comedies and shit on TV, like, being meta. And then, like, the ads were, like, him with, like, flowers and shit. I mean, I remember the movie. I don't remember the ads for the movie. Not all of them, at least. Some of them. But not not the Valentine's Day one. Tiger Claw, are you there? He's mad, buddy. Sonic the Hedgehog is tops for Valentine's Day slash President's Day weekend. He says, give me a second. Got you. But no, but that's for this Valentine's Day, not overall. Oh. That's like Valentine's Day 2020. Well, hold on. Here's Which... the top 10 highest grossing Valentine's Day. Oh, but this was put out on the 12th, so that's that's before this movie came yeah. out. It's before Deadpool. Oh, no, the 12, not 2012. The... Oh. oh, shit. No, 2013. Yeah, you're right. Okay, skipping that. Man, the internet sucks. Yeah. What's the it, Mer- are you sure it's the internet that's sucking right now? Yeah, it is. It, well, it's not. It's Mercury. Mercury is in retrograde right now, so all communications are it, thrown off. A it seems bit. like Mercury is in retrograde a lot. <laughs> Every 88 days. Shit, that's like a cycle. Yeah, it is a cycle. <laughs> it's like a cycle. <laughs> Oh, jeez. If it was a flat Earth and flat universe, it wouldn't be like that. But Wow, Friday came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Indeed. But it wasn't okay. Friday. You say what? But it wasn't. It was Friday. Right. Okay. I'm I'm adding Tiger Claw now. Hopefully he'll join. Tiger Claw, are you there? Uh yeah, what's up? How are you, buddy? <laughs> I tried to call you, but I don't know what happened there. Yeah, you know, no, I, I added you to the call so we wouldn't disconnect the rest of the forum. Okay. All right. Yeah. So well, here so, I am. Tiger Claw, man. Like friggin one of your most favorite favorite movies of all your favorite movies finally came out sonic the hedgehog what did you think uh, yeah it's it's been a long time coming ever since it was first announced by sony and then sony sold it to paramount and then you know they released a trailer people <laughs> didn't like the first design and then they go back and redesign it and 
now here we are. And it was worth the wait. What did you think of it? I thought it was great. I mean, I think this sets an example as to how to make an adaption, how to make a video game adaption. So you think it's a better adaptation than Detective Pikachu was? Uh, I believe so because, you know, I'm not really that familiar with Detective Pikachu, so I would not be able to get all the references and stuff that's in that. And even though Detective Pikachu was good, it was but it was based on a uh, Detective Pikachu was good because it was based on a uh, a video game that came out on the game on the 3DS. And but it was set in that universe anyways. But it, it was a good movie, but the thing is the Sonic movie has a lot more heart to it. I mean, it they really they really fleshed out Sonic in this movie. A lot more so than than Detective Pikachu himself, or even Sonic in the video games, because uh, y- you always see him do his thing, go here and there, and be all you know, carefree and stuff. But this Sonic, I mean, a lot of us can relate to. What did you think what, of? What, you guys think? what did you think of James Marsden's performance as his? Uh, sheriff of the town slash buddy. Yeah, I you know, yeah, I thought he was pretty good in in this movie. Um, he played uh, you know, he played the sheriff who uh, I don't know if we should get into spoilers or anything like that, but yeah, he's kind of bored. I mean, he's kind of bored with with life in this small town of Green Hills, so he wants to you know he wants to move to San Francisco San Francisco whoa, 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 to become whoa. a Whoa, whoa, whoa! But he lives in Green Hills. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a there, there, Okay, in the, uh, there's a there's a town in what is it in Montana? It's not it's not it's not a real town, but it's called Green Hills. Is it hills or That's hill? Where they get the net? I think it's I think it's I think it's Green Hills. I don't remember because uh, I know that the game in the game is called Green Hill Zone. Right in the movie, it's called Green Hills with an S. But that's not on Earth. Well, right. Yeah, for the movie, for the movie, they they created a fictional town called Green Hills, and there is a Green Hills zone in the movie, but you know, they just wanted to set a movie in a fictionalized uh, rural town that just happens to be called Green Hills. Yeah. So so it doesn't yeah. Yeah, so he's a he's a small town cop who who's really bored. He wants to, you know, he likes to help people, but he wants to save people. So he wants to move to uh, San Francisco to get a job as a police officer over there. And Tiger Claw, how and did you how did you feel about uh, Jim Carrey's performance as Robotnik? I think I thought his I thought I thought his Robotnik was really good. I mean, really great. I mean. Um, this one thing you have to remember that this is an origin story, not for just Sonic, but for Robotnik as well. So he won't be full blown Robotnik until later. So we just see how he becomes that Robotnik by the end of the movie. And uh, I thought his performances was really good. Um, he was he was channeling a lot of his earlier work 
in the nineties, and he he's his performance is a little a little bit like uh, his performance as the Riddler in Batman Forever, kind of like that, but a lot more. You know, he 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 goes on about how he's the smartest person in the world and all that stuff. So he's a mean. He's mean to a lot of people. Because, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, he's mean to a lot of people because they, they're not, you know, they're not as smart as him. So, so, but anyways, uh, you know, he, he was, he was really great in this movie and I can't wait to see what they do with him if they, whenever they green light the sequel, because I don't know if I should, I don't know if we should no, spoil it or no, not, but no, don't spoil. Don't yeah, spoil. Oh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it, but I'm not going to say it, you, but you are going to say it though. Mid credit scene. This mid-credit scene, I think, is hands down the best mid-credit scene in cinematic history. I mean, has there ever been a mid-credit scene in a movie that you watched that made you, that make people go, you know, scream out loud and cheer when they saw it? I mean, yeah. we've seen a lot. <laughs> we've seen a lot, you know, a lot of that in Marvel movies, but I have never seen anything quite like this, where people. Go nuts when they when they, when this happens. Is Knuckles? In I mean, I mean, I I've been to every Marvel movie and and with the, you know the little number of little number of people that I saw there, I have never seen anybody react the way they did when they saw this mid credit scene. It's probably tails. Is, is Knuckles? What about in you guys? Is Knuckles in it? It's probably um, tails. Wait for the, the we'll wait for the sequel. The right the right we'll answer the to that question is we don't know. Wait, wait, wait. We don't know, but there are Maybe. hints. There are hints. There are hints. So you're telling about me this that in the movie just shows like a silhouette or something? No, no, well, no, no, it, no. What I'm saying, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. But there are hints about, you know, if you if you like Knuckles, the movie has some hints about that. Um, because that- uh, we get a little bit, we get a little bit of of uh sonic's world in this movie so we you know get a little taste of so what it's like you do get like the the mobius like you get you get that i don't think they call i don't think they call it mobius in the movie they never explicitly explain what what uh what the worlds are uh they usually call it uh you know like like maybe as a planet or something because they travel using rings, they travel to you know all advanced civilizations use rings to travel across the universe. Now, they, yeah, I will say mm-hmm. I will say that um, yeah, with with the caveat that I've never seen Detective Pikachu, so I don't know anything about that. Oh man, you're doing yourself a disservice, friend. <laughs> And and with the exception of the last comment in regards to, uh, or not the last comment, but the comment regarding greatest mid credit scene in the history of mid credit scenes, <laughs> I pretty much agree with everything Tyler Claus said. So what's your favorite uh, so, so like, mid credit scene? Huh? What's your your favorite mid credit scene? Oh, the the Thanos reveal. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, there's, but, there's, yeah, the thing, there's not going to be any mid credit scene that's going to be better than that. I think for me, even though there's but, some. See, here's the thing is, close. but has has the people have the people 
stand up and cheer and scream out loud when they saw what happens in a mid credit scene or whatever because that's pretty rare. I mean, no, I mean, no, it's, for Marvel it's not movies, rare, I mean, Tiger Claw. You're you're going to the wrong theaters, dude. Like people, like people cheer for I, Marvel. I seen, you know, you know, you know. Uh, when I go to the movies, the theater's not usually packed. There may be just a few people in there, but yeah, I but have that's... seen a lot of videos. I have seen videos of people reacting to this mid credit scene and and hearing them go nuts. It just it just brings so much joy just seeing that because of how you know how important this is. Especially to to so people who are longtime Sonic fans to see this okay, finally realized. Okay, en- enough, Claw. You're gonna you're gonna spoil it, dude. You're just you keep talking and talking. No, I, didn't and use, I didn't even say what the, I didn't even say what it was. Yeah, but is, yeah, but you're going to, or you're gonna say too much. So leave it is, be. See why I wanted to pre-produce this. <laughs> yeah. Is tails in it? Wow, how That's... how important this is, man. Now I need to know. Like now, but, now but, I want to know. I'm getting a press conference. Just watch the movie. And, just watch the movie, and and you'll see. I I will tell you. You know, I did not expect a lot from Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, oh, you I were, to go, were you huh? one of those? Were you one of those types that? Because I seen. I mean, I seen a lot of videos. I mean, I seen a lot of uh, articles about this of people who. Are kind of how do you say? Uh, you know, they they like they want the movie to fail because they think that just because you redesign the character doesn't mean that it's going to be a good movie. Well, they are well, wrong. That's that's absolutely true. Well, no, I mean the the movie could have been terrible with a great redesign, but it wasn't. And you know, no, the the script is super solid. Like it's crazy how good it is. Like it, w- I went in with very low expectations, I'm and it, it exceeded them by far. It, it, it's 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 interesting because you know when if the movie came out with the original design and with the way the movie how it was structured and everything, it may it it may get some positive response, but people will be like, I don't know about that design, but the movie was good. I, you would get those kind of responses, but now that we have a redesign that everybody loves, and then the movie turning out great, then you know it's a win-win. I agree. Yeah, I I agree. Like I was I was shocked. I came out and I was like, wow, like that was actually really good. Can we get angry about lock and key? Oh, Say what? I know I know what the mid credit scene was. The bunny from Hop returns. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I mean, oh, and, you know, and you know, it, it's also hilarious all the all the stuff going on between Birds of Prey and Sonic. You know, the 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 Birds of Prey fans are b- really upset about you know Sonic doing so well, better than their movie. It, it that Warner Brothers had to. Change the title of that movie just to you know uh, end the confusion, but that didn't think, work either. Anyways, I don't think that has anything to do with Sonic, though. I think they were just like we made a mistake, <laughs> like you know. Which yeah, they app? made they made no they 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 made the mistake of titling it Birds of Prey to begin with. Oh no, they made a they made a lot of, not titling it. 
putting them in it, supposedly. Like, I mean, none especially, of especially, especially when Birds of Prey, the whole Birds of Prey thing, is at the very end of the movie. Uh, very, very end. Like, that doesn't help it yeah, at all. No, I, would, I would argue, no, it's not. Right, exactly. It's like, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, listen, I, if, if you're looking for something to go to check out with the family, you should go check out Sonic. Like, it's actually... Yeah, definitely. A really fun ride. Yeah, a lot of fan service. Uh, a solid story. Yeah, this is great, definitely... Great performances from everybody with, you know, and I do agree with Tiger Claw that, you know, you definitely have Jim Carrey doing his Jim Carrey, like, like 90s kind of thing. But there's also some Robotnik in there, too, that... Well, that's yes, what Robotnik but, is. Like, right. You can't do, you can't do like... New PC Robotnik. I mean, 90s Jim Carrey is the Jim Carrey you want. Right. No, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I, 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 I guess Jim what I'm Carrey saying is that I don't know how much of that is actually Robotnik. Like, Robotnik, I don't, I don't remember Robotnik necessarily being that flamboyant. Oh, but, man. But, I mean, know, th- this is time, an origin he's story. Definitely, uh, you know. Okay, he, wait. Uh, okay, so, question. Because I, I have seen, like, in the trailer, this, this isn't a spoiler, I've seen it in the trailer and the promo images of Jim Carrey actually with the bald head and funk, fucked up mustache. Like, the, the classic mm-hmm. Robotnik look. What I couldn't tell from those uh, is... You see that? What I couldn't tell from those is, is, is he fat? Because don't forget, Robotnik was originally Eggman. Like, the dude's supposed to be, right. like, egg-shaped. Yeah, no, he's, he's not fat. No. Uh, he's, not, he's not quite fat. Like, even he when is, he gets he, bald he and mustache... And all that, he's still not fat. Like they don't put some weight on him. He's a, he, he he appears to. He, I don't know. I, it's really hard to tell, but he appears to have like a, I don't know, a little pop belly, but it's not that big or anything like that. But I mean, he's probably gonna get fat in in a sequel because I, I don't want to reveal. Okay, so why it's, it's like that's what the mid credit scene was like. Robotnik after that's one that's went went to one of Tommy's and got like a double chili cheeseburger with chili cheese fries and a chili cheese dog. Okay, so it's like it's like when Mo found the bald spot in first class and got excited for the sequel. Yeah, I mean, I I, it's pretty obvious how he's gonna get fat, but I don't want to reveal that whole that whole uh, bit right there because that is part of a. uh, like for me, like where would you explain that that it's obvious that he's gonna be fat? Like for me, unless he's uh, buying a chili dog. I like mean, I, I I I wish I could tell you, but I would have to tell you off the air. No, I, well, look, I tried to get you off the air, but you, you it didn't work. So tell me now. <laughs> we he's trying not to spoil. No, nah, he's yeah, not. Look, we're not this, trying to do nothing. This is You're the, this trying is to the, get him not to spoil. I'm trying to get him to explain to me this fucking movie. This is the least spoiler I've ever heard. Tired Claw explain the movie. I mean, he I mean, really to explain you the movie, we would have to get to some look, really big spoilers. Forget, forget for, 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 it's just you and me right now, Tiger Claw. <laughs> and the millions and millions of fantastic. Forms. I said it's just you and me, Tiger Claw. <laughs> How's he? Uh-huh. Yeah, fat. Which which one of you guys have seen it? I haven't. Just I need Lawrence. you to tell me how's he get fat. Lawrence is the only it. reason the, I don't see this movie is because he's not fat. So you need to get me to go watch this movie by telling me how he gets fat. Lawrence has seen it. I don't. 
I don't personally care about spoilers. Hey, I'll watch it anyway. It's just me about Tiger and Tiger Claw right now. Okay. Tiger Claw, how does he get fat? Okay, um, you you saw okay, uh, okay, you probably seen the okay. There's a picture uh posted in the in the chat in the all games uh Discord chat right now. Now look, take a look at that picture for a moment, uh-huh. and and tell me what you see in the background. Tatooine. There's a bunch of mushrooms in the background. Yeah, he's mushrooms are a little fat though. And, yeah, he's gonna. Those, you know, <laughs> mushrooms. You know, you know, you can eat mushrooms, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. Everything, mushrooms can get you fat, right? No, there, no. there's no carbs. Uh, but everything you put on mushrooms gets you fat. Like everything you put mushrooms on gets you fat. Dude, I had like, that's one way. Uh, of, that's one I, had, way uh, it. I had mushrooms that were cut up and fried like French fries. Fucking delicious. Sorry. I go mean, ahead. what if? What if? Okay, now what if all you ever ate was mushrooms? Can you still get fat? Oh yeah. Just if, ate if, mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. You can. Okay, so that there, that explains it right there. Just <coughs> eat mushrooms. And just eat nothing but mushrooms for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you'll get poly fat. I love this movie already. Um, so him being bald like that—is that the mid-credit scene, or is that in the movie? That's one. That's one of two mid-credit scenes. Okay. There's no post-credit scene. I'm in. I love this movie already. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! I mean, a I, love, I love Jim Carrey's haircut in it. And I was like, man, I like that haircut. Like, I like that design for Wait, Robotnik. The ball? Oh, you mean the... Okay. I'll, I'll put that picture up, <laughs> too. It was like, haircut? He's, okay. <laughs> no, the original. And then now seeing him like this, like ro- he, Jim Carrey playing that classic Robotnik, it's like, man, let's green light this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's surprisingly good. And it definitely, like, as a person, like, if you're a big Sonic fan, like, you're really going to enjoy this movie. I want to myself. Yeah, there, 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 are a lot of, there are a lot of Easter eggs that you could see sprinkled throughout the movie. I wouldn't call myself a big Sonic fan, but I did pl- spend, like, a good five years of my childhood playing Sonic games. But I, what I was going to say, though, How is much- e- even if you're not, a Sonic fan, you're still gonna enjoy it. I think, like, you'll really, really enjoy it because you'll you'll get all the Easter eggs. But even if you're just like a you know not really like you know who Sonic is, but you're not really invested, I, it's a good movie on its own. Like Larry, would you call me a Sonic fan if I told you that once Sega went to software only, I didn't play Sonic anymore? Once what went to what? Once Sega went to software only. Oh, you stopped playing Sonic? Yeah. That I mean, means that the last Sonic game, the last Sonic game you probably played was Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. And I, played, I mean, well, you I might be Sonic because Light that Street. might mean that you were really invested in Sega as a company. Yeah. And I you know, with with Sonic being that mascot, you know. Yeah, like he was our Mario. Right. Exactly. Which. You know, it's funny because, like, the only reason I went to go see this movie was because um, Ray- Raymond wanted to see it. And, and he was like, hey, man, let- let's go see Sonic. And I was like, well, I can't go see Sonic without Jay because Jay's the biggest Sonic fan I know. Yeah. And 
you know, like Jay was literally one of those kids that was like, Sonic is better than Mario. And it's like, what? Like, oh. you know. Well, not only that, but I also watched was... both cartoon series and read the comic book series. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and which, Jay was uh, that guy. You, you read the RT comic, what... right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess. So you, so you know, so you know a lot about Sonic lore. I guess I do from the games and the and the comics. Yeah, you're, you're definitely yeah, more than a casual does, Sonic fan. Yeah, because yeah. there, yeah, because there are there are Easter eggs that goes back to the comics as well, which is pretty cool. I also like Sonic. Okay. I never re- I never read the comics, even though they were from Archie, and they were right around the time. They were producing the TMNT comics, but that comic lasted well, for so long. If you look at like the Sonic comics, like you look, man, almost all those covers were just amazing covers. Like I, I don't know if I can. Uh, ever have you seen the 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 cover? Uh, have you read any of the? Wait, Gomo. Hold on, uh, hold on, tire clock. Gomo. Well, there was this one cover of Sonic, and I know I've said this on the air before, probably when we were going Wednesday nights, but it was one of the best like co- comic book covers, period. And it was a Sonic cover. And now I have to find it. What it's made like, it so good? It's just a perspective. Because like, you know, like McFarlane did his thing where it's like, oh, you just see his hand. Like, it's just Spider-Man's hand like, covering himself from like the Hulk or or Mysterio, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just see the reflection Red- of, of Spider-Man you know, on Mysterio's helmet, like, that made it a good cover, you know? Right. But you see it from, like, Spider-Man's perspective, so you see his hands in front of you, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like that, but it was, like, Sonic, but not Sonic. It was Shadow, and you got, like, that kind of, like, Gears of War perspective behind Shadow, but, like, lower, like, instead of shoulder camera, it was, like, calf camera. And you're you're standing you're behind Shadow, looking at the rest of the Sonic gang like cowering in fear of Shadow. Right. Sounds pretty awesome. So, I do. I think I do remember yeah, you saying this before. What were you gonna have say? You read any of the? Uh, uh, have you read any of the new Sonic comics from IDW? No, nah. because it does have some of the writers from the original comics, but not Mark there. Uh, at least, it's, at least Ken Pen- Ken Penders is not involved. I don't know who that is. You can forget it. Uh, Ken Penders, he used to write for the Archie comics for Sonic, but he was in, he was notorious for suing uh, suing Archie comics and Sega over copyrights because of characters that he created in the comic. Because they were going, you know, when he left the company, uh, the uh, Archie was going to continue using his characters, but uh, he didn't. He, he wanted, you know, he wanted, you know, them to pay him the rights to use those characters, right. because at the time, Archie never, uh, never have him sign a contract where any characters that he created would have been owned by Archie Comics. So, they, but they messed up at producing a contract with that, or the papers for it. So, you know, he tried to sue the the company over the rights to use certain characters that he owns. Uh, he's also a very notoriously bad writer 
for comics for <laughs> Sonic comics because uh, I mean there there's an article out there that analyzed every single uh, Sonic comic that this guy has ever written and is written by a guy who has who who uh, who has never played the video games or even seen the cartoons. Okay, that's the thing. This is. Uh, yeah, this is yeah this this is a guy who has never played any of the games, so, no. so and, and that's Tiger why this Claw, guy. Yeah, how how many how many rings out of five would you give Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Uh, I would give it. Um, I could. I would say. Uh, you know. Okay. In the Sonic games, you get up to, I think, 99 rings, right? <laughs> Are you changing uh, the metric, Tiger rings? Claw? Okay. You're about to change it, it, the metric? It, 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 okay. yeah. How many Chaos yeah, I mean, Emeralds in the games, you, you get 99 it? rings. So You only get like five or to, six Chaos I'm gonna Emeralds, have to, right? I'm going to have to go, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, go off the scale and give it 100 rings. No, jeez. 100 rings. Okay. Wow. Tiger Claw's official score, one up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that is that that is the point right there. <laughs> That's fair. I forget yeah. how many like mm-hmm. awesome covers this comic book had. Uh, Oz put one in. That, I put another. That's the one I thought you were saying. Like when you started saying uh, describing it, I I found that, so I threw that on there. But then you completely changed that. Do the Chaos Emeralds make any appearance? Uh, no. Um. There's no Chaos Emeralds in the movie, but there is an Easter egg that's hinting at Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I should say. I, the, I honestly what don't. What the movie re- does well is not do more than it needs to. Do you guys like, remember it, it? Huh? Do you guys remember what happened if you got all of them? Yeah. You no. Turns, what happens if you get all the Chaos I Emeralds? I don't. I, I honestly don't remember. Oh. Oh, he turns into like uh, super actually, Sonic. Oh, he turns like, into the yeah, gold Sonic. Into, like, yeah, Sonic turns yeah. like into his gold color. Oh, yeah. oh Super Sonic. Like hey, yeah, Super Sonic. Yeah. And it's like that shit was amazing. Yeah, Super Sonic is uh, awesome. But in order, yeah, yeah. But in order to get those Chaos Emeralds, you have to go into these, you gotta have to find these secret uh, yeah, level. You know, the, and you're, like these little secret ring portals that take you to a special world where you have to pass through it yeah it was like a, a it's it like a 3d sphere that eventually like mario 3d ripped off or something now when you mm-hmm. say mario 3d yeah. you're talking about mario 64 actually i think i'm thinking galaxy no maybe 64 because i don't think i played Gal- i don't know look i got coffee and alcohol in me right now because i'm just saying too like you know i mean i understand that Sonic may have done a 3D thing, but it, you know what? The, it didn't do it like Mario 64. I think I think the Sonic cartoons <laughs> fucked me up because in the cartoons he just grabbed the ring and turned it to gold Sonic, didn't he? No, Look, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Well, I think well, the gold ring is just about, so. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Mario 64 did it before Sonic, but I know in Sonic 3, when you go into that special level through the ring. It's a 3D thing where it, it's a, a 3D playing and it's a grid, so you kind of like yeah. go and, and you do that. Um, the, originally, yeah, I mean, you play 2D. Oh, hold on, Tyrek, let, yeah, let I, I think I remember like, and I remember this being 
maybe <laughs> the first Sonic game where the the level where you get a Chaos Emerald, it's like a sphere that you're running on trying to yeah. get rings, and you get a certain that's, amount, then you get the Chaos Emerald at the end. That's Sonic like 3. Wow, was that 3? Yeah. Yeah, they all blurred together to me. They were they were 2D. Have, have you played Sonic a... 2 was 2D, but... You play, have you guys played uh, Sonic Mania? Because, you know, that's... that's that that has everything that you want in a 16-bit Sonic game. Of course. Those little... I, you know me, I'm a casual, more than a casual Sonic fan, so of course I play that. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? You know, okay, uh, another I, thing about this movie, um, I don't want, you know, it's not a spoiler, but the theme from Sonic Mania is in the movie. Oh, man. Which is pretty cool. I gotta see this. And, and, and of course, you know, the ever-classic Green Hill Zone theme, it's also in there. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your call, yep. Tyre. Hey, no problem. So remember, uh, it's uh, uh, to let people out there know is go see this movie because uh, it, it really deserves all the praise that it's, it has gotten since it got released. I mean, there are some people that, you know, were on the fence about it, but once they saw the movie, they completely changed their minds. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, Tiger Claw. Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, uh, hey no problem. All right. No problem. Talk to you later. See you later. All right. All right. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was good stuff. I was. I was shocked. You haven't seen Detective Pikachu? No, nah, man. You know, I'm not really a, a Pokemon guy. We, look, are you we, are you a Ryan Reynolds guy? I do like Ryan Reynolds, but oh, there I, you go. I don't oh, Ryan Reynolds crazy. playing Pikachu. It's like PG Deadpool. Playing Pikachu. Like, I don't that's need the Ryan Reynolds playing Detective Pikachu. You no, know, he's not playing Detective Pikachu. Like, that's the beauty of the movie. Who was he playing? You gotta watch the movie. Oh, I don't know that I have to. Is it, is it that good? It's it's a it's good, good fucking movie, Larry. Okay. Like, I know you tried to watch The Irishman. Fuck that, Detective Pikachu. Okay. I know, I know you mentioned last week that you're trying to you're gonna watch Parasite when it comes out. Fuck that, Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Okay. It's, uh... I know you didn't see 1917, Larry. Yeah. Fuck that, Detective Pikachu. Okay. Once upon right, a time, did you watch? Because you say it, I will go Hollywood? watch Detective Pikachu. Larry, did you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Fuck that, Detective <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> also, quit... Larry, Larry, have you ever seen The Godfather Two? Yes. Fuck that, Detective Pikachu. Okay. Oh jeez, is two the the, the best one? Or is it... Yeah, two three, two of the Godfather. Three is the horrible one, right? Yeah, no, three is only good to do coke while you're watching two a, a second time. <laughs> <laughs> use this, use the DVD to cut. Yeah, to the... cut it. Yeah. <laughs> Young people don't True know story. what what we mean when we say DVD. 
Yeah, that may or may not have happened in the past life. <laughs> it's definitely harder to cut your coke with digital copies. I'll well, tell you that. Also, why we're while while we're on a, a Ryan Reynolds run, Hobbs and Shaw, man, you need to watch that too. I'm good. I don't. No, wait, not what? you, Mo Lawrence. Oh. Wait, wait. How are you? You good on Hobbs and Shaw, but I gotta watch Detective Pikachu because Detective Pikachu is all Ryan Reynolds all the time. Hobbs and Shaw is. 10 minutes of Ryan Reynolds. Oh. And the rest of the movie hey, well, is the Here's rocking. the thing, Larry. Here's the thing. If you watch Detective Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds wasn't in it, it'd still be a good fucking movie. That is really? true. You, it, there's a lot of heart in that movie. I didn't want to contradict movie. Tire Claw, but there's a lot of heart in that movie. Okay. I'll mess with it. Like, there, you know, it did. It def- definitely didn't strike me as a film I needed to see, but there, there is a big plot hole that I want answered. But yeah, you know, we, maybe we might not get a second uh, a second uh, movie out of that. But but it, it's it's we, good. We better not get a second. We better not get a Detective Pikachu two. Yeah, I mean you can't really like no. it would have to be. Yeah, you can't. I can probably answer your plot holes, but. I don't know if it's a spoilery plot hole and Lawrence hasn't seen it. it. Spoiler, Larry likes spoilers, but the giant like Pokemon, like Oh, I can't answer that. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was that <laughs> was that was they <laughs> had they had extra money in the CGI budget for that. Yeah. That that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I know the cartoon answered the giant Pokemon, like the cartoon answered it, but I'm yeah, the I don't game, know. The games too. They're the the more recent games you can get uh, giant and shrunken, I think. Yeah, something like that. But as far as the movie, that was just a visual thing, because yeah. nothing, nothing's done with that afterwards. Yeah, like, it would take a whole movie just to explain how they fix that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, and it would be a boring movie. Maybe. It would, unless Ryan Reynolds is in it, even for ten minutes. Because apparently, if your movie's a piece of shit, but you put Ryan Reynolds for ten minutes, it'll be good. Hobbs and Shaw is fun. Leave me alone. I, I want to watch a movie where I don't like, have to think about anything. I don't go to movies for fun. Oh, well, there, <laughs> well, there you go. Lawrence, if you want to watch something where you don't have to think, Hobbs and Shaw. Well, that's why Larry does this show, so he doesn't have to think. <laughs> is that what I'm doing right Th- now? This show is, is Lawrence's thinking? Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, yeah. Wait, am I Hobbs I, or I, Shaw? You're... Hobbs is the rock. Which one rhymes with asshole? <laughs> Tyrese? <laughs> Ludacris? I know. <laughs> Who are not in, the, in that movie, by the way. Ludacris nobody. actually a very nice guy. Nobody other than Hobbs and Shaw from any, fa- any Fast and Furious movie shows up. I, which I, which is ridiculous because there's a point where, hey, we need somebody that can... That has a, a a chop shop, you know that a mechanic. Who can we call? Well, we're gonna call this character you've never heard of, as opposed to the heroes that have saved the world eight different times already. <laughs> Wait a minute now, fast. The Fast and Furious crew has not saved the world eight times. No, you, you have uh, not. You have not watched Fast and Furious lately. They 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 didn't start saving the world at least until like number four, four? right? Yeah, like. But they were just racing in like the first like like they might have saved a city maybe well, but not the world. Well, the first one they didn't save anything. Right, exactly. The the, maybe one, themselves. 
they saved themselves. Think, the second one, I think they saved the boat. There you go. They saved the boat. Yeah. Yeah, so, but like, there's, a, not, there's a couple I'm not movies. Watch Hobbs and Shaw. No, there's until a couple I watch movies. all the other Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Because I've, I've only seen the first two. There's a couple movies where they saved the world twice. Boom. Oh, see, okay. Well, I can't. I can't speak to that. Like I've, I like. Have I'm sure that seen... they saved the world three times. With have Fast you seen and Furious the trailer? Five, and I haven't seen it, so have, that's have, fair. Have you guys seen the trailer for the next Fast and Furious movie? Apparently, somebody comes back from the dead. That's not Again. even the craziest part. Like there's there, and this is in the trailer. There's a scene where the the dude drives his car. Hooks it onto the rope, a rope, and it's like tar- the car is Tarzan swinging across a chasm. <laughs> I, I can we not do a Fast and Furious segment on Fantastic Forum, please? No, hey, look, we we're all about fantasy and, and superhero uh, uh, shit. Look, again, like I actually lose respect for people when they tell me they like these movies. <laughs> like, so, can we not do one, please? Can we not do a Fast and Furious segment? There it is, Oz. Look, your, your your respect your respect meter is dropping. It, it's it's branding. <laughs> I need Wait, these, I need these fools to put out a comic so I can talk about this more. What are yeah, we talking about next like, then? Yeah, no, look, like, IDW's on the way. Yeah, Fast and Furious comic would probably be like Boom Studios though. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Yeah, Boom is probably a better a better publisher. Nobody's trying to make a like. For the record, nobody's trying to make a Fast and Furious comic. That's just <laughs> something. The, the guys writing the movies are. Yeah. Well, look, that might be true. Like that, like it very well might. I wouldn't be surprised if a publisher would feel like you know would want to license it. I would. It's probably the the guys that own the franchise are like we don't we don't think we want a comic like, th- these movies are these it, movies are doing more superhero shit than dc <laughs> i believe that but so's half the anime out there like that's well, anime supposed to be doing that though but no but it's not that hard to like out superhero dc <laughs> that's why i didn't say marvel or marvel either like from my opinion marvel either like really oh yeah like you got to watch like Season three of season three of My Hero Academia, like straight up, like has like their their like end game, and then they still have twenty more episodes. That well, but they're like, uh, they're supposed to have episodes. Like you watch, you can't compare no, no. a series to a no, movie. No no no, 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 no. Like End Game would be their season. Like I literally thought like that was the season finale. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Twenty more episodes, and, and they crank up the like, superhero and up another so notch. Awesome! That reminds me. Did you finally finish watching Crisis? No, Who? Mo, because you watched no, it already, right, I, Lawrence? I thought you already did. You, you know what? No, I, I haven't seen the last episode. I hate both of you. I, I didn't watch the last episode either. But yeah. this is why I hate both of you. Yeah, this is why we suck. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> look, the thing is about look, and that's the thing. I actually was thinking about it. I almost crashed into a big rig while I was driving home today because I was thinking about Crisis, where it's like, yeah, Crisis sucked, but you know, you got your Lock and Key and your October Faction, and it's like, as far as like comic book like transitioning into the screen, 
like even though it's not like accurate to crisis it still feels like more comic booky than at least to what the comic books do compared to like lock and key or october faction you know mm-hmm. i actually got to fight on social media with somebody over sandman because, because of, what, that, what was the fight over because of the movie well sandman the the on netflix is starting like they started they're gonna start shooting in may and all i said was like i mean you saw my po- my my pre-production like thread post like all i said was like i i don't have faith in this i'm spitting venom on this you know and then the admin of the group that i'm in like all of a sudden like uh you know what i actually took screenshots i'll tell you verbatim instead of okay well since we're on the subject because i want to see lock and key but i did not realize it was out you've seen it mo what do you think Oh, that shit's garbage. But the thing is, like, I realized, I came to the realization right as I was peering into my, my demise under that big rig. It's like, you know what? If I'm going to talk about, if I'm going to watch anything that's based on a comic that in a movie or TV show form, like, I'm going to judge it as an adaptation. Like, how close is it to the comic? That's it. I'm not even going to give it like a quality thing on its own because fuck it. Like part of it being good means it has to be like what I read originally or what it's based on. Yeah, no, I could I could see that. And I think that that's that's an important factor. If it's not if it's not good on that respect, it doesn't get above a 50 percent. So so what didn't you like about lock and key? I mean, they well they rushed everything for one mm. like you, they, like they they re- revealed too much too soon for you not even reveal like so <laughs> they they have the they made it into like a, a, a hogwarts shit like they made it for kids like oh the kids the kids they all have this power they can all hear these whispers so they added a whisper to the key which isn't like in the comics like there's nothing special about these kids other than their lineage and this house so on top of that little special thing they still have to hear whispers to the keys you know what i mean mm, so so in the comic they don't the keys don't speak to no, them in the comics nobody finds keys except for the tiniest kid and he finds it by accident Okay. And then that's it. Like the first arc, the first straight paperback ends with Dodge getting the anywhere key for the first time. The whole comic is just about their grief about their dead dad. And nobody's paying attention to this little boy that finds a key that turns him into a ghost and he's talking to a person in a well because they're like, oh, his imagination's always been crazy. He's just, you know, expressing it more because his dad just got murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like nobody pays attention to him. And meanwhile, there's this whole like phantasmagoric war going on in it. You know that the little kid is fighting, and nobody listens to him. So, so 
it pulls like what you don't like about the show is that it pulls too many other people into the fantastic elements uh, of it. Or like, it. like they have to they have to add all these characters and nobody like they're not in the comic at all because it's not about them going to school. Like they don't show them at school in the first trade paperback. Like they show them in the house. And the, 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 the oldest brother is dealing with his grief. The right. middle sister is dealing with her grief. The mom is self-medicating. The yeah. uncle is there, like, kind of holding it all together. This fucking uncle in the TV show, what the fuck is he doing in the fucking TV show? Uh, dipping in and out? Like, yeah, doing nothing. Like, what the fuck did they spend the money on that guy's fucking salary for? Well, I think he's a he is at some point going to help move the story forward. I like it doesn't seem like it because if it was like the comic, he would have moved it forward in episode 2. What? But I mean the, the thing is in the comic how he moves it forward happened at a certain spot, everything left them by, left them hanging. Passed by him in this 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 show series. Like I really don't think they're getting a second season. You don't think they're getting a second season because you feel like they're writing they're they're writing everything into this one, or you they you got, think that they got, like let's get the most important shit out of the way, like let's just do it, even if it's like and it's like it's stupid shit too. Like they're not following like okay, we're not gonna follow the comics, right? So why why do there there's a whole thing where it's like oh you haven't said anything since Wyoming yeah and then in the comic it's like you haven't said anything since Ohio mm-hmm. you know like why do that line if you're even gonna change the state you know what I mean like they change they they change the name from of the town to Matheson from Lovecraft right like why well I, I while I think that that's a, a valid point because it's like, hey, you know, you don't need to change the name per se. Or if you're like, if I could definitely understand where you're like, well, why change the name at all? But at the same time, Lovecraft is kind of a little on the nose, right? Like, So what? Nobody knows Lovecraft like that. Like, And if they do, they love it because it's like, oh, this is speaking to me. I'm a, I'm a like this show. Eh, maybe. I, like you know, oh, it's one of those. That's how. That's how I bought the comic the first time when I saw it on the spinner rack. Welcome to Lovecraft was the title of that series. Lock and key. Welcome to Lovecraft. Uh, I think I might like this. Mm-hmm. That you is know? that is a weird change to make because you you have the rights to it. I mean, you can call it the Lovecraft. You don't have to change that name, but that's what Lovecraft you... Lovecraft has no... Uh, the, Lovecraft has no patent, no copyright. That's why yeah, it's, it's anybody, public domain. Anybody can make a Cthulhu story and have it be canon because it's public domain. Yeah. So, and so and then on top of that, like, in the... It's like, oh, we're, we're coming from Seattle. And it's like... All right, like why, why, why Seattle? Like they're coming in the comic, they're coming from San Francisco. Yeah, and it's like why, like why change it? Oh, that makes then, sense. Then they actually like there's no real reason to change it, 
And right. then on top of that, they're like, well, you know what? Let's get let's get Ty or Tyler. Uh, let's get him dressed up like he is in the comic, like for fan service at the very end. Like when he's going fishing, they put him in his flannel with his baseball hat. And it's like in the comic, he was wearing that throughout the whole series in the first trade paperback with an Oakland A's hat because, you know, he's from San Francisco. And then he's got a Seattle Mariners hat. It's like, why would you try to make it like the comic there? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely with you on like, that. Like, that's, that's very strange. It's insult to injury. Like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, you know what? The whole time I'm like, I'm, I'm like stewing in my rage and shit. And I'm like, why? Like, why, 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 why? Like, what must Joe Hill think? And then Joe Hill does his own cameo in it. And I'm like, this motherfucker piece of shit. <laughs> motherfucker. Cashing the check. Yeah, like, that's really it. And it's like, you know what? Like, there's no, like, I have no faith in Netflix adaptations for this, for anything I like. You know what I mean? Like, it's, so I tried to express that in this Facebook group. Now I'll put the picture in chat real quick. Uh-huh. It is interesting, like, you know, kind of in line with that, one thing I did notice, I, I had to go back and read Lock and Key because I didn't remember it. Like, I, I remember it coming out, but I didn't remember the content. And so I had to go back. And one thing I immediately noticed, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, they, in the show, like, all the kids basically, um, like, the, the kids kind of, they have, like, dark hair. And then the mom's a redhead, even though the the girl is is blonde, right? The the right. daughter's blonde, but then in the in the comic, all the kids are redheaded, except for the the mom's dark hair. Except right, except for the 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 girl is blonde again, mm-hmm. and then the mom is has dark hair. And yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I was like, I wonder what made them decide to to do that from a, you know, like, because, you know, it, it is one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you know, technically you can dye people's hair whatever color you want, right? You know, so I'm just like, oh, no wonder, wonder you, what ho- made them decide to do it that way. Hollywood hates redheads. I've been telling you, it's it's been a, a problem for years. Yeah. Weird because the porn industry loves redheads. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a whole fetish section in any site. Oh, there's, look, there's a fetish se- section for everything. Yeah. I mean, you, if you can think that. about it, that you go to Pornhub, type it in, and you'll get at least three pages. But, yeah, so it, it, it's they, they, they had weird decisions in that. And then it's like the keys, like, they're automatically showing you a bunch of keys, and it's like, like yeah. Uh, Wait, so all the keys were already in one place? Pretty much. Well, they're all in the house, right? Yeah, they're all in the house, and then each episode is like key of the week, kind of at the beginning, and then they don't show you any more. Did they talk about how the keys were made? They didn't, oh. but they show you what, like the demons and all that. Yeah, like, but not really, like that. Like, if you know that that's how they're made, like, okay, that's more keys, you know, when you see the series. But if you don't, then it's, like, it's wasted three seconds of your life watching that in the, on the screen. Um, 
but yeah, they 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 for some reason they feel they had to like they couldn't just make a story about grief. Like even in the comic, they tell you like in the first trade paperback, like they're fighting Dodge, and it's like they, Dodge just looks at him like, "Hey, you're." You think this is the real thing? Like you just came in at the last chapter of centuries old battle. Like you're nothing, you know. But the series makes it feel like, oh, these kids are the only hope. Like that's it, and and it, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get like it, it annoyed me the most that it's trying to like make things like the comic where it's like, well, you're deviating here. Like, why bother? You know? Right. And that's... uh, uh Yeah, so Lock and Key, like, it, it's garbage. Like, the show is garbage. It's, it's, don't, don't watch it. Read, read fucking comics. <laughs> I will say, I like the show. Yeah, of course you do, because you're a piece of shit, too. Like, you're the demographic. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the demographic. You're but demographic. I, I, demographic for this show is people who are pieces of shit. <laughs> and I fit to that demographic? Yeah, clearly you do. There it is. I posted a picture of the lock and key uh, Lawrence's reading. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I type in lock and key and I, I guess it's... it's Romance a, a, novel? Yeah, I guess. And it's the key that fits in your lock? Yeah, it does. But I will say though, like the the show is definitely not like the comic, and you know it it's it's definitely a completely different experience reading the book. I, I do like the book better, but even the effect, dude, like the art in the book is so good. Yeah. Like, and some people might not even like like some of the like the people face designs. Like, it's a little weird. But the art itself, the architecture in it is good. And even like they do the scene. There's a scene in the comic where the killer uh, Dodge speaks to the killer through a painting in the comic. And it's so good in the comic. They do it in the series and it's not. He it doesn't, She doesn't talk to the killer through it. She talks to the kid through it. It, 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 it has the, the, the feel. Has, and then they redo it for the killer again. And it just doesn't like. Why do that scene twice? Yeah, I don't think I've gotten that far. Oh, you haven't seen all of it yet? No, I haven't. I haven't finished it. Yeah, me neither. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and even the effect—the effect of like going through the ghost door to become yeah. a ghost—like the effect looks so cool in the comic, and in the second trade paperback, plays like a big part. And in the shit, it just looks so. The effect just looks so terrible in the show. Like, and then the head key like effect is dumb. Like, there's a there's a scene where the chick is fearful because she's traumatized because you know she got killed. Her dad got killed. So, but she's got to you know she's got to hold it together. And she's like you know people look at me like a freak. I can't control what they. I can't control that they're looking at me, but I can control what they see. And then she comes to this realization of changing her perspective on things and becoming fearless. Happens in two panels. They did a whole episode of that in the comic and added this whole dynamic where she uses the head key to go into her own head, take her fear out, and just let it roam free, killing things that she's afraid of. 
Wait, what? In the in the show? That's not what happens in the show. That's what happens in the show. No, no. What happens in the show, Larry? She she kills her fear. <laughs> you haven't seen enough. It's not dead. Her fear is not dead. Her fear is still alive. Oh well, I didn't know. You, yeah. I guess that's a spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, you can't spoil shit, Larry. It's spoiled already. Already. <laughs> I like it's like yeah I I did not know that well. That's the title of this episode by the way. You can't spoil shit. <laughs> uh so needless to say I got in a fight on Facebook. Uh, yeah, what happened? So uh, they this admin of this horror comics group is excited about the shooting schedule for Sandman and I say I have no faith in this. To which point she goes, uh, let's see here. Uh, he or she, I, I can't designate that. But let me see. Damn it, I lost it. Okay, here we go. It's Amanda. Yeah. Uh, she basically says, uh, you know, it's written by Neil Gaiman, which I have no faith in myself already you know like the way angela went but i wasn't even going to get into that so i said i don't know man their adaptations lately have diverted too much lock and key and sabrina and october faction have been disappointments for me and says, what about castlevania and the witcher which the witcher diverted too but i didn't read the witcher like that so i don't give a fuck and castlevania i mean castlevania i mean I, did it divert did it not i don't give a fuck either yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. Castlevania was... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, I mean, it could be different, but all in all, I'd say it's a pretty faithful adaptation. But the games divert to, from each other, too. So it's right. like, you can't... Right. like they. Either way, again, those don't matter to me. I pointed out the ones that mattered to me. And, it says, and yet again, it is. this is written by the man who wrote the comic. How pretentious do you have to be to say Neil Gaiman... Will get Neil Gaiman's work wrong right after he just faithfully adapted Good Omens. Okay, I didn't read Good Omens, so I don't know if he. I even I didn't even watch it, so I don't know if he did it well or not. I didn't read the source material. I didn't watch the the shit material, so I don't give a fuck about Good Omens either. Like I spent 15 minutes telling you guys why I didn't give a shit about Good Omens, like six months ago. So don't talk to me about no fucking Good Omens. But I'll be polite. I didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> and then she goes on to say, "This is the most expensive DC project ever." Again, that doesn't mean anything to me. DC no. making shit, shit. It's like yeah. Justice League was the most expensive DC movie, wasn't yeah. it? Well, it, or Man, or Superman Returns, or Man of Steel. Like they're all exp- super expensive. They they don't mind throwing money and making it shit. Like DC, the, there's some other comics they put money into and are shit. So you can't tell me like it's DC's most expensive shit ever and expect me to think, oh, they're going to do it well. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I doubt they'd waste that kind of budget on something subpar. And your reply? My pretentiousness knows no bounds. But we'll see when it comes out. In cases like these, I'm happy to be wrong. But it happens so rarely. <laughs> I took the high road on this one. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. could have said everything I just told you guys, but I didn't because, you know, 
Facebook tends to get weird, and I don't want it to get weirder. So, <laughs> but yeah, the Sandman shit like nothing about how Netflix adaptations come out makes me think that Sandman's gonna be good, even with Neil Gaiman doing it. You know? Yeah, yeah, and also too, I don't, I don't know that. I don't feel like it's pretentious to be like, hey, I'm not sure if Neil Gaiman is gonna necessarily be true to a particular interpretation of Sandman because it's like, Lord knows like, the the Neil Gaiman that wrote the Sandman that you're probably the biggest fan of is not the same Neil Gaiman that there is today. Well, not it, to say that he's bad or anything. It's it, just it's like we said because he's a different person. It's like we said earlier. I mean, uh, Jeff Johns has written some of the most amazing Green Lantern stories I've ever read. He's credited in that movie as a writer. Right. So right. just just because somebody created something or somebody is the best at writing a character doesn't mean that it's going to translate to the movie because there's going to be studio execs that are going to get in there and fuck with it. I guarantee yeah. it. Look, Mark Guggenheim. You'll read a, you're not a Wolverine fan. You'll read a Mark Guggenheim Wolverine comic. You don't like JSA, you'll read a JSA by Mark Guggenheim. And, you know, you'll read his creator-owned shit. You'll read Spider-Man One Moment in Time, he did some of that. And his work was great across all those books. He's also the dude that wrote The Last Crisis on CW. Yeah. You know, like, I don't trust writers like that like i trust them to do their own create their own and then when it gets adapted i still don't trust them once the the tv or, or movie money comes in they they're done they're not because they're not hungry anymore it's like yeah. an athlete you know they, at some point they lose that that edge that they had when they were hungry yeah and it's yeah, but just you know, not I don't, i'm not gonna say that i i just think that it's a different medium and I think that also too, like you know, the TV process can be yeah. collab can be collaborative. Yeah, like, I think I think a, a good story trans can translate across any media. No, I, and and I agree with you. But what I'm saying to you is, like for instance, a comic book is written by one person most of the time. A TV script, even though only one person gets credited, is by committee like when they talk about a writer's room it's literally a thing like you have all the writers of the show that talk about what the story should be and then they send someone away to go write it and that's the person that they usually credit on the episode and then they bring it back into the writer's room and then people add ideas and take away things again and so if you might have one person credited on an episode but the vision that that one particular person had may not necessarily be the what actually makes it to the screen is what I'm saying. I think Netflix is, is you know, they're all independent studios within Netflix. I understand that. So I mm -hmm. can't like, put Netflix across the board. Right. I do know that it's about the demographic more than anything. So who do you want your show to... Who do you want to watch your show? You're going to make it for them. Even within Netflix. It's like, if you're a CW person, there's, they're going to make something 
they're like, oh, well, this this property seems good for that demographic. We're going to make it in that style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Lock and Key is definitely a little bit CW5. Man. Like, that was a big thing I noticed, too, because, again, like I said, I had to go back and reread Lock and Key. And I was like, these kids in this book are not, they don't look anything like the kids in the, whatchamacallit, in the, in the show. The show is, like, literally a CW crowd. They don't act like the kids in the comic. Like, no, they don't. Except and, for, I mean, Brody to a degree. Or Bodie, I'm sorry, Bodie. Who the right? fuck's Brody? Yeah. Bodie, right? Yeah. Yeah, him, but he's the easiest one to get to. He's just a kid having fun with the shit he finds. You know, like, that's easy. I mean, I'm, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying it's hard. I'm saying they, both those kids act pretty similar. That's all. But and, I agree with you in the sense that, like, what we're talking about is like, acting like Rocket Raccoon. And it's like, right. all you gotta do is be happy that you have a big gun in your hand, and you're pretty much good. So, I feel you. You're right. <laughs> and then, uh, so, cause, you know, Netflix will put out, you know, your house of cards, <laughs> and then your, what, what, what's the, like your, what's the, the, the girl that was in the bunker for, like, 20 years? Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, and you're Kimmy Schmidt, and it's like, yeah, the the person that likes House of Cards is not, is not necessarily the person that's going to watch your Kimmy Schmidt, but you're still going to get that in-between that'll watch both, you know? Yeah, that's and me. That, that's how Netflix, yeah, and that's how Netflix d- survives. And it's it's great for Netflix, just don't fuck with my comics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, like, what, what's another show? Like, that's how I, this one really proved it to me that it's, it's all about the demographic. Like, or your perception of how, how you handle demographics. Because that show you, like, I don't watch that show. Like, I have no interest in that show. That show in which like, one? That showed you. Why oh, you, 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 got you, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a Lifetime show that failed on Lifetime. Lifetime right. couldn't lock their demographic into it. Netflix puts it on, and they get that crossover that that would like it, that necessarily isn't watching Lifetime on cable, you know? So that show got canceled, Netflix finished it, and they got greenlit for a second season, now for a third, because yeah. they found that that group of people that is not watching Lifetime but would like it, but is on Netflix, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just about the platform sometimes, right? Right, and, and it's like, I got people, like, talking to me about you that I'm like, I know you don't watch Lifetime, they're like, what's Lifetime? That channel for women like this and this and like, <laughs> and it's like, well, no, I would, I would never watch that one. Like, well, that show was on it and it failed there. Like, they got canceled there and they gave it to you on Netflix and now you're, you're sucking it up. Because like, I, I didn't like it on Lifetime or on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but I think it's one of those things. Like, it's almost like how you have the indie games that don't get any traction on PC, but you put them on Switch and yeah. they're hit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I get it. I'm just saying, don't fuck with my comics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, since we're on this Netflix, so are we going to give a rating to to Lock and Key? Or... Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, how how many lock doors out of five would you give it, Mo? Uh, I give it one. Wow, that low, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's closer to two, but. But honestly, like it, it's more like 
if they would have just taken their time with the season, make it eight episodes, do it true to the comic, and then do a couple specials here and there, because there's Lock and Key special. Like, I read yeah. a fantastic special for Lock and Key that was all about this dude that turned into a dog. And then I read another one that was a silent issue that actually is, like, with the characters from that they used in the TV uh, series... And it was just, it was literally like four pages, and they did nothing but turn a, a key in the lock, and then shit happened. No no dialogue, no nothing. It was fucking amazing. So it's like, they could have, if they would have like taken their time, followed the comic, sprinkle in your specials in between seasons, and go from there, like... It would have done a, a great job, but th- this CW shit ain't for me. This Hogwarts shit ain't for me. <laughs> it, it is. It is strange, the, the, like those weird little decisions, because like it, it, like they almost uh, they pulled a, a Genki in this too, where they took one of the characters that's in the book, and they gave the character the, one name, but then they gave it the look of a, of a different character. And it was like, wow, that's weird. Like, I'm like, I wonder what makes them decide to do that. Where they're just like, you know, they decided to like literally, like, yeah, like how they did in, in, uh, well, and you know what? I guess it's just a diversity thing, because the character that they wanted to use was a white character, but they, I guess, they wanted more diversity, so they used a black character. They used the 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 white character's name, but cast the black character or the version of the black character is that as the, that person is is that the british guy the british no black? no it's um the father's friend like the older version oh the uh, okay, so, i know what you're talking about. yeah uh, yeah so so they literally like the the surviving friend in the comic is a white woman yeah and he has a black friend that's a part of that group when they were kids right? that I guess, you know, dies, but they decide to, they use the white character's name, but they give the black character, they make the character, the black character. And she looks like the black, the older black version of the character that was in the book. Right. And then they give that, uh, like an autistic adopted son for no reason. Yeah, that that like for really no reason. I, I I yeah I don't like it didn't feel like it had to be the case, but I I don't I don't know. I mean I guess yeah I don't know. When you watch I, the rest of it, you realize it's for no reason. Like there, if if anything, if they get a second season, it's gonna divert so far that that kid's gonna be something special, which I don't want because it's like, I, it felt I, like I, special Olympics lock and key. You know what I mean? It felt like the 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 son being the groundskeeper gives the character the excuse for being around the the family. But if you read the comic, like she's around enough for the comic, like it's fine. And then at the end of the comic, you're like, oh shit. Well, in the comic, she she works at the school, right? And she talks, she's like the mentor to the girl, the middle child. Right. And then at the end of that comic, 
you see why like it's good that she was there. But yeah, here they sprinkle it in. They have to give her a reason other than the reason being there. Yeah, like if they just followed the comic, it'd be easy. It'd yeah, I mean, be oh, good. It'd be easier if they just followed the comic, like everything, like especially how they're trying to make it like the comic. Like they could have literally, like with these ten episodes, they could have done both trade paperbacks. It it's interesting because it it is a thing where like. I do think that the story that the comic tells is definitely enough for a series, but it's almost like they felt as though they needed more things to happen. And so, you know, and I don't know if they just felt like, oh, well, it's not going to be interesting if we don't have more things happen. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I will say that, you know, again, like I had to go back and read it and I haven't, I didn't like, I didn't get to the point in the comics where you, introduced the head key but i know that people were saying that the head key doesn't work like that in the comics it doesn't but but i will say that i did find it interesting to watch in the show but you know it's one of those things again where it's kind of like you know i like i i guess i'm very fortunate in the sense that I'm I'm kind of getting to have my cake and eat it too because I was watching the show before I went back and read the books. Yeah, again, and, and it's really like that's a part of where my uh, <sighs> trepidation, Larry. Is that the good word to have here or trepidation? No, that's not good here. Oh, what did you say? Where where my no no I said I said that but that doesn't fit oh. here. That, that's be. my like my misery or agony comes oh. in watching these things come out where it's like why bother reading them when they come out why bother enjoying them and then like is this what it's like to know things like <laughs> should I just not like should I just ignore all reality and just watch what's force fed to me through a screen that's it like really like and even in, you know, I put up pictures of October Faction because I know we're going to seg into it because we're on the Netflix adaptation series. But, you know, going back to Sandman, like, and this is why I talked about Sandman and Lock and Key here, and I'm bringing October Faction in. Part of what makes a comic so good is the art design and the look. Yeah. And the show doesn't fit the look for Lock and Key. I fucking, with Sandman, Sandman is like a fucking. Like, you'll have stories with the JLA in them. And, well, JLI, because of the time the comic came out. But, like, there's a Scott Free story in Sandman that's fucking awesome. And it looks like Kirby did it. And then it turns into this weird psychedelic nightmare, which is what Sandman is, (laughs) you know, in Mm -hmm. that movie. And it's like, it just fits. Like, you're not going to be able to do that on TV. Capture the Kirbyism and the Sandmanism, and be able to do both. Like that, just the position. Like, like why I'm, I, I think from this episode on, I'm renouncing all adaptations. Jeez. If I've already read them, I guess. If I haven't, I'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of them and say how. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm literally like, I, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of feeling. Like, <laughs> Emily, like, she just laughs because she's like, you hate everything you watch. 
Like, why? And I'm like, because it's, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, like the shit, my money made it come out on time or delayed. And it's like I cared enough to give my cash to it to the point where people noticed those figures and put it out on TV and ignore what I liked. Yeah. You know? Like, I know it's not a Kickstarter thing where they don't have to, like, acknowledge me on anything. But then when I see the Joe Hill cameo on it, and it's like, really? What the fuck, man? Have some fucking integrity. I know your dad does what he does, and I know you want to be your dad, but fuck, man. Like, you don't feel any kind of way about them not doing it how you envisioned it? You know, I mean, there's some people that take the the stance where they're just like, well, you know, I made the book, you know, whether that be a novel or comic, and they're making the TV show or the movie, and that's something different. Yeah. And, you know, some people are, like, super hands-off with it, which, you know, I know, like, Stephen King is like that with some stuff, right? Um, and some people are, you know more hands-on but still have that feeling which is you know i mean that's what kirkman did with walking dead right it was like it's its own thing yeah fucking whores so you know i i don't like i know personally like if i did something like not only would i want it to like have like feel like what i created or feel like it was you know intimately connected with um what i had created in whatever medium like if i made a comic and they wanted to make a tv show about it it's like not only would i want it to like feel like it's in like directly in the world of of that comic but you know i would actually want it like to be actually connected like i would want my tv show to be canon yeah but then at the same time that would mean that I would have to have like creative control and that's probably hard to get, especially if you're like, Black. okay, you want to make, you want to adapt my comic into a TV series. It's like if, if as a comic creator, you're like, oh, that's fine. However, I need full creative control or I need to be able to sign off on it creatively. It's like most studios are going to be like, well, no, no, <laughs> you know, it's good. So that you just, you don't get your TV show or you have to produce it yourself, which is a possibility, too, in this day and age. I don't know, but, man. I guess that that's why uh, Alan Moore is my spirit animal. <laughs> like, if I'm like this with shit I read, how would I be with shit I create? You know what I mean? Oh, dude, you're right. You're right. Well, you won't like Alan Moore showed you the way. You won't get in a bad deal like Alan Moore did. Yeah, no, he just gives it all up and spits venom. Yeah, yeah, but fuck him anyway. Sheesh. I'm reading Green Lantern. Oh, sorry, Black Stars. Fuck. That's not Alan Moore. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Morrison. My bad. I apologize to Alan Moore. No, Grant Morrison don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, Or like, yeah. like he takes the money. They don't. I, you don't give a fuck what they do. With I it. don't know why I thought Morrison. The second you said Alan Moore, I apologize. That they're two totally different people. You thought they, I, they both I, have more in their name or less? 
Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this October faction, Moses? Larry, man. So this is a weird one because I didn't read the comic. I thought I had read the comic, but it turns out I had read something called Dark Days, which was a okay. sequel. Um, it was a sequel to uh, Thirty Days of Night. Got it. And it's about a group of hunters that hunt vampires and shit. Mm-hmm. Which is what October Faction kind of is. And this show, from watching this show, I watched six episodes, and it was garbage too. Without I went back and read the comic after the fact, and it's like right. just from a couple pages in, I'm like, man, this comic is so much better than the show. They see like I was mad that that actually watching October Faction let me go back and finish Lock and Key because it's like, man, I was like, CW the shit out of out of Lock and Key, but this October Fact CW the fuck out of it. Man, you like, really hate everything you watch. And, and, <laughs> And, you know, part of, and like I just like the way you say they CW the fuck out of it. And well, the thing is, it's like it, October Faction is CW, but you know CW is about kids. Like you got old ass, grown ass motherfuckers acting like CW kids in October Faction on Netflix. Like that's garbage. Like you don't expect that on Netflix. Like, this motherfucker's over here getting drunk at his daddy's funeral and shit, talking about reminiscing the old days about killing vampires and shit. <laughs> and it's like, all right, like, yeah. That sounds weird. Like, this guy is too dorky to be acting like that. Like, it's the first time he ever drank? Is that what it is? Like, the casting's terrible. Casting's horrible all around. Like, the most talented actress on there is the chick that plays the wife. Yeah. It's- terrible as an adaptation of the comic period like you know going back and reading the comic I, I I read this comic and I'm like man like I the first page that came up like this over this guy's over here seeing ghosts and he, he's a kid that sees ghosts and he uses the ghost to torment the guy that was bullying him that's fucking tight I watched this October Faction on Netflix he's trying to fuck the guy that's being tormented by ghosts. And he's not even tormented by ghosts. He's seeing ghosts and he don't know what he's seeing. But he like in the comic right off the bat, he has the ability to see ghosts and he's okay with it. And he's like, I know this is why I am a fuck it. I'm gonna use it to my advantage. In this show, he's like he's trying to get a blowjob from a dude and sees a ghost and doesn't see why. Wait. And then the guy gets it, wait, yeah. is he trying to have sex with the bully from the comic? Yeah. Or just show. another okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, then it that's turns weird. out like, yeah, even that whole thing with the, it, it, the comic did the whole thing in like two pages about the guy, the ghost, why the ghosts are there, the jock ghosts are tormenting this other jock bully guy, and it's because he was drunk driving and killed all his friends, and in the show, he just like, the guy's like in the closet, and the ghost is trying to like tell the kid, the main kid Jeff, to like save him because he's closeted and he's going to kill himself because he's closeted. So then the Jeff goes and helps that bully kid. So they took like, so hold on, hold on. That takes six episodes to get to that. What? This, this comic does it in two pages, the two opening pages. You did it in like 30 seconds. Right. Like, and it's like the comic did it in two pages. You spent six episodes telling me this bullshit. 
about these kids that don't know their lineage about fighting demons and shit. Like, they literally, like, and then in the show, they make them, like, black twins to a biracial couple. Like, so that alone, like, that's weird. In the comic, they're, like, the dude graduated the year before because they're not twins. And then the girl comes home on graduation day. She don't go to graduation because she hates high school, period. She hates that drama. And you don't go into what drama she ever had. All you know is her her brother is happy that she's home, not in high school no more. He's like, hey, look, I just summoned the demon and trapped it. I don't know what it does. I'm going to set it free, but I just wanted to show you that I did it. Boom. In this show, they're like seeing ghosts and getting possessed and shit, and they don't even know why. They don't know what their family goes from nation to nation hunting demons and shit. Like six episodes in, they're like, what are you to their fucking parents? Like, it's a waste of fucking time. Sure like the comic was only the comic was only eighteen issues. Like, why the fuck are you gonna you're really trying to stretch this piece of shit out by making it a worse piece of shit than the comic could ever be? I don't know. This show sounds woke as fuck. It's You're hilarious. Even, it's not even woke. Like, look, it's fine. Like, you want to normalize gay shit? Yeah, yeah, good. It's fine. But the content of the comic, like, the comic, like, these dudes. <sighs> man, Larry, I don't know, man. Larry, help me out with this shit, man. <laughs> like, they show, I... so they show this dorky-ass guy in the show getting drunk and, not, you know, and then they fight demons and shit. In the comic, in the fourth page, they show him in a flashback killing shit. This guy says, oh, you're a professor now. He's like, yeah, I'm teaching kids about monsters and shit, like mythology and monster, monsterology in the local college because, you know, he doesn't want to go into it no more. He's retired. And then he's like, they reminisce about the whole time and they show them killing the monsters in the back and they look fucking tight. They look like Constantine with Domino's mask and like a mixture of like Constantine with like Supernatural, like season three Supernatural. Like that's how it looks like. Yeah. That flashback looks like an episode of Supernatural in the early seasons. And they're wearing domino masks too because they're assassins and shit. And then in the in the TV series they use apps to find the fucking the monsters. Like they use, they a, use apps? They use an AR app on their phone to like oh this guy's a monster let's kill him. I don't think they know they, how AR actually works. Yeah but that's that's how the show does it. And in here, they just they just get dispatched. They're just they're a kill squad of uh, uh, of monsters. They just drop them in, they kill, and then they they're out. And they look badass with the fucking domino masks. Like it's not, it doesn't even make sense that they have domino masks. Like I know it doesn't, <laughs> but in the comic, like the way the comic looks with the art, it looks fucking badass. And the show just looks so plain and sanitized and. CW'd up like it, it 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 just looks terrible. Uh I I will say I, I liked this show too. Yeah, of course <laughs> you do. You're the demographic. <laughs> say what? You're the demographic. I, am I? I'm the demographic here too. Yeah. Shitty people. Shitty people. <laughs> Listen, uh, now again, the comic is much better. I and- didn't Read the comic till after the fact because I'm like, you know what? I gotta. I don't recognize any of this. Then right. I read the comic and I still didn't recognize any of it. <laughs> no, it's really interesting to 
watch the show first and then go and read the comic, which is written written by Steve Niles, and it's like it's a completely different. Well, I, I'm sorry, I can't say completely different, but it's a very different take on the premise. And I would have definitely much rather have seen the the comic book adapted more closely. Um, I will say that what 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 the October Faction television show does that Lock and Key didn't do, or at least in what I read, is it definitely feels like its own thing, and it's like it takes like just a little nugget of the premise and creates its own thing in the television show. It, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of things that it's doing where they're like, oh, well, here's a little nod to the comic, you know, because we know that you all are probably read that. It doesn't feel like October Faction believes that you read it. <laughs> As opposed to, um, you know, Lock and Key, which, like you said, the things that kind of made you mad, where it was like, well, why would you take this thing this portion of the book and try to uh, incorporate that into the show. Like, yeah, October faction didn't do any of that, but so it almost, it almost feels like two separate things. Uh, but with that being said, I would have loved to see a live action adaptation of the comic book. That's more true to the, to the source material. And also, too, it's kind of like, again, like, you know, I understand that diverse things do better box office wise or, you know, for or, you know, there's people no office wise. Say again. I'm, I'm sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, there's no box office factor here. But um, I what I did want to say was um, I did put pictures of them killing monsters and shit with domino masks. And that shit looks fucking <laughs> I might do a zoom in one just because Yeah, do it. That one panel just looks so tight. Like none of none of the six episodes I've seen so far of October Faction look as tight as that one panel. Yeah. I mean I like there I understand diversity brings larger audiences, but you know, there's but you know, I guess well, you know, again, and I'll say too, like, I don't have any issue with um, casting people of color in roles that are traditionally white or that have or roles that have characters that were white in whatever the source material was. But they like it'd be nice if they look like the character that, you know, like from the source material, like I'm sure that there's. They're black people or, you know, people of other ethnicities that look like these characters. But, you know, in this, they're just like, ah, you know, we're just going to do something different. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, yeah. Like, because if looking at, like, if, if you had read October Faction and then you see, like, you know, a promo shot from it, you don't say, oh, they're making October Faction. You were just like, well, who are these people? <laughs> like, what, what is this about? Oz put a picture of the cast, and Oz, I know you haven't seen it or read it, but that dude that I put right there in that panel is that dorky-ass white man right there. 
Yeah, I, 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 I figured that. Big difference. But even like that's in a flashback. So I'll put what he looks like in the comic, like present day, like the old dorky version that you see there, like the actual, like how he's supposed to look. I'll put that in there too. Cause he looks badass like that too. Like teaching fucking. Yeah. I want my college credit from him. Shit. <laughs> and it would just be really cool to see a guy that looks, you like know, with that, with that facial hair. Like that would be somebody that would seem like interesting to watch. And don't get me wrong, I understand. Like maybe you tone it down a little bit for live action, but not a lot. You don't have to tone but it down a lot. The Who is the guy? Doesn't even like play like play it like him, like he does in the comics. So it's not even no. like facial hair does is nothing really. It's just who's the. Well, I'm just, uh, I'll just talk about looks wise. Who who's the the black guy in the background doing a kissy face at me? Like, uh, oh, no, that's, that's the smolder. That's the smolder. the smolder. No, he's the son. Like, if you look at the comic at the the cover, he's the kid on the right. Okay, I just and, and then the he's... other girl is the other girl on the far, the far right is the the chick standing next to him. Which, I, like, I don't I, care. I don't care about her. She's just doing normal face. He he's got like, yeah, the smolder. I guess smolder. I believe it, it was called the uh, the Magnum in the in the Ben Stiller movies, but in the Zoolander movies. But you know, I like the Smolder. Yeah, I think that's. Didn't they call that? Didn't they call that in Jumanji? Yeah, in Jumanji it's the Smolder, but in in yeah. the uh, Zoolander right. it was the was it the uh, Magnum oh, no, or Blue Steel? Blue Steel. Blue Steel. Yeah. Blue Steel. Yeah. Okay. Blue Steel. All right. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I guess I mean I'm happy for Sandman coming to Netflix. <laughs> Listen, I feel like I don't know that we can let you see Sandman. I I'm, I don't think I'm gonna like I um you know I was going through my Sandman books and because I don't watch Lucifer at all, I watch one episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the comic on hand to like explain my outrage so i happen to be reading rereading because now all this talk about netflix and i'm like you know what i'm gonna reread all this shit again like half my childhood was spent reading this shit i'm gonna read it again in like three weeks and uh i'm like babe this is what lucifer looks like and she's like oh shit that looks nothing like that tv series I wish I had it on me right now to show you guys, but uh, I both agree and enjoy the Lucifer TV series. Yeah, I mean, you're a piece of shit demographic they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a series that again canceled by its regular network, and then Netflix made it a success again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, Preacher, again, I hated it. I don't... Yeah. Oh, the Preacher TV show. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I actually never seen an episode of Lucifer. It didn't look like the kind of show I would like. It's and, No, it's not. You wouldn't. Don't watch it. Even that picture that Oz put isn't even what he looks like no. in the Sandman comic, like his first appearance. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I just realized. I think that's the, uh, the new DC version, because they're... Yeah. 
they they just did a a, re, a new series, Lawrence. But you watched Crisis, and Lucifer had a scene in Crisis. Yeah, I saw it. That's him. The whole show. That's him. But <laughs> but like but solving murders. Yeah, no, like I, like I said, like I I would I remember when they were doing the previews, and I'm like I I'm not watching that. Like I'm good. And the comic was so good, even his own comic. Hmm. Well, look. The magic of the internet. I had, I was able to. I just googled first appearance of Lucifer, Sandman comics, and like that page came up. Put it in chat. I'm trying. Yeah, I, I believe you. Lucifer is one of those shows that, like, I'm enjoying, but I, I can like if you know who Lucifer is, the as far as the uh, Sandman universe, you're not going to. Hmm. But uh, you know that's why I I never recommend it to to Mo. Lawrence might enjoy it just because I think Lawrence enjoys that type of TV show. No, but he would enjoy it because he's got the Twilight effect too. Like for some reason he likes that chick for no reason. Well, there's they there's kind of a reason. What is it? Uh, essentially, God made her created her to teach him a lesson. Yeah, great. Oh, sounds amazing. No, I look. I'm saying you would hate it, but you know, I'm not denying but, that you, as a fan of original Sandman universe, Lucifer, you would hate it. Lawrence can let shit slip by. Yeah, More but I think I in. think for me, like while I might like that kind of television show, I think I would watch a better version of it. Yeah, watch. Some. Like, I feel like I got options, right? Because it's 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 like a procedural romance kind of thing, right? It's like it's like Bones, right? Like that kind of show. Yeah, it, it's a lot like Bones, and you know what? And I would even say, as much as I enjoy Lucifer, and I'm gonna watch the the final season on Netflix, I would say for you, Lauren, specifically, watch Stumptown. Same thing, but you have better characters, and you don't know who the fuck these people are because you don't you don't read those books. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, Stumptown, like, I saw Stumptown, and I'm like, that, like, again, like, I'm like, that, like, Stumptown doesn't look like a bad a bad show, but it's just not the best version of that kind of show. Right, I mean, and, it, look, I, I play, it, that's another show that I like, I'll admit it's not a good show, if, <laughs> if, you, ca and, if and, you casted that show differently with people that I didn't know, I wouldn't watch it. But because those people are playing those roles, especially the guy playing the bartender, mm -hmm. like he's he, I I love watching damn near anything he does. Oh, okay. It's the same guy that did the voice for Spider Man and in Into the Spider Verse. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the he's the old man Spider Man. Yeah, like we told him that. Yeah, I didn't remember. Lawrence doesn't remember. So I I but like you know I like watching him do stuff. So that's why that like. Those actors are the reason I got into it. If you replace those with anybody else, I'm not watching the show. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I think it's just because there's so much, like, there's so much TV, one. I only watch so much of it, two. And just knowing that, like, you have options. Is, I mean, there's shows that I would have watched, like, in, in like, you know, 2010, that now I like I don't give the time of day just because it's like, why would I watch that one when I could be watching like this one that looks like 
it's a, like you can literally tailor a show like so like almost completely to your taste. Like you just pick a genre of show and you're like, well, I want to see it, but with this and with that and with that. And at this point in time and in television history, you can basically be like, oh, that show exists. It's called this, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that that's all it that's all it boils down to where it's like, yes, there's so much TV out there. So how many like. Adult contemporary scored. CW promos are we going to give October Faction? Uh, you know, I, I would probably give it like three and a half because you piece of shit. No, I mean, it, it's true. Like, it, like I, I can't say that I don't, I like the show. Is it as good as the comic? No, but I like the show, so I'd give it three and so- a half. If it was like the comic, you'd give it like a seven. Oh, I mean, I would give it, yeah, like five out of five. No question. Especially if it struck that tone, both like, you know, um, um, like thematically and visually. Oh, man. Like, I could, it would be really interesting to see like what it would look like if like the person that was doing like the art direction for the television show was taking their cues from that actual comic. That would be really interesting. But you know, like it's one of those things too, where there's a whole group of people that would not watch it because they would think it's like a goth show, you know? That's not true. You don't think so? A ton of people watch Lemony Snicket's. The movie or the show? Both. Was the show anything like the movie? I never watched it. It was. It was stretched out a lot more. It was supposed to be more like the books, but it, it still has the same aesthetic and uh, the same amount of people watched it. Like, even, yeah, I, I, I've never heard somebody say, I don't want to watch it because it's a goth show, period. Like, in general, I never heard anybody. I never heard anybody refer to anything as a goth show, com- like till Larry said it right now. But I, I don't think that there's many things that uh, that are on TV that would constitute a goth show. I, I don't. I don't even think Lemony Snicket's would. Like I, it doesn't. I, I don't get uh, why we would even bring it up if it's like not a thing. Well, I bring it up because if you do the art direction, like the comic book for October Faction, I think what people would see, like, you know, if you're just looking at the, like, just, you just see the the visuals. I feel like, like, there's some people that would kind of get, like, a goth vibe from it. And people don't like goth vibes? Well, I mean... I think there's some people that do, but I don't know if it's like it, it's not like a. I don't know that that's necessarily a mass appeal kind of thing. I I don't know. It kind of like every pop star is doing a goth vibe here and there. Every pop star? Yeah. Like who? I mean, you saw the Super Bowl halftime show. Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. The other wow, goth has changed since my childhood. I know. <laughs> no, that's like, the thing. like it has. It changes. It changes every year. Like there's no one thing as goth. Like what? 
What, what are you talking about, Mo? Uh, Mo? What, what halftime show? The Super Bowl halftime show. Like, so not Shakira, Shakira and J Lo is what you're talking about. J Lo dressed goth in one scene. Like you could see it looked like she had a, 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 a what you call a sanitary napkin, but it turned out it was her other outfit under her goth outfit. I uh, I don't I'm out. <laughs> I don't I'm out. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, like every, yeah, goth is is very it's more prevalent prevalent than you think. I guess I've been out of the goth world for too long because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should we should we transition to? Uh... So I typed in goth Super Bowl halftime. And I'm getting Janet Jackson. <laughs> that, that was got to that time too, yeah. So I'll post I'll post that image in chat. So you can't. Oh, no, it's not. It's before that. Oh. She still had <laughs> clothes on. But that's not a goth outfit. It's like yeah, it is. That looks straight like Hellraiser. I mean, it definitely has that that. A little bit of that theme to it too, but it's like. Uh, you're right, Larry. It has too much color. I mean, I think it does, but then also too, it's like it's, it's more like of a her, uh, her red bra. That's the too much color. I mean, no, for the, goth, that's not true. Like goth isn't all black, Larry. Like I don't know what you think is goth. Yeah, blood is red, Lawrence. You don't like mm. red, purple, blues. Like that's all goth. All right. I don't know. I guess you know. I I get more of a a BDSM kind of thing going on, which is goth. It's painfully okay. goth. Yeah, suffering through ecstasy. That's goth. Okay. Are we ready to talk about some Spider Man? Oh yeah, let's do that shit real quick. <laughs> Moses's other favorite comic? Yeah, that shit's fucking tight, dude. Now I could talk about something I like. <laughs> this comic, Larry, man. <sighs> if they're ever gonna like reimagine shit, like this is the way they like it, it's like Spider-Man the next generation. Like, there's certain things I don't like about it, like, you know, characterizations and shit about Peter Parker. We talked about that when we read issue one. Right. And it goes through the whole thing. So it's definitely like a reimagining thing, not a full-on next generation thing. But this book is, it, it makes you feel shit, Larry. Does it really? Oh, yeah. The, the third one in particular. And I don't know if it's even coming out because Marvel don't do don't promote this shit because they're mad at J.J. Abrams for some shit because he sold Bad Robot to Warner or some shit. But they're, they're putting the kibosh on this, so they don't want you to read it. But really? I read, yeah, I read that third one. You can't find it, man. Like there's no like you like there's no subtitle to it. There's no nothing. Like you have to literally search for it like by saying Spider Man. <laughs> it's like you type in Spider-Man on Comixology, 
you know, you, you go, I don't know, maybe maybe you want to do some re- independent research, go to your comic shop and say, hey, can I get that J.J. Abrams Spider-Man? And, you know, we'll see what they tell you, but they're like, yeah, I don't think, I think after issue three, it might not even come out no more. Really? Yeah, because I don't know, it just, I can't find it. I can't, like, I don't know. Wow. Well, this, this third issue, uh, do you remember us talking about the second issue at all? Mm, maybe. Like, I guess, actually, I not, it's not coming to me right now, but if you give me a refresher, I probably will. So, one of my biggest things... Oh, look. The, I just put J.J. Abrams Spider-Man on Google. First thing that comes up is an article by Sci-Fi Wire saying... Why isn't Marvel making a bigger deal of J.J. Abrams' Spider-Man comic? <laughs> Bookmark that. Um, basically, the story is about uh, Ben Parker, Peter's kid, and basically Peter stops being Spider-Man because this villain cadaverous killed everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid's developing powers. I guess he's like a mutant, I guess. After puberty, he starts developing powers. Spider powers. Spider-Man powers. And uh, he starts doing graffiti with them. That's issue two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, the first issue was tight. Second issue, I'm like, what this, this is what he's doing with his fucking spider power shit? Anyway, issue three comes around. May tells Peter, hey, you got to come back. He's exhibiting powers. And look, and she sends him a picture. He's wearing the costume. Like, May found him wearing the costume. He's like, you found a costume. Like, he knows what's up. And you got a lot of explaining to do because, you know, the whole, his whole, the kid, the whole, his whole life, he blamed Spider-Man for not saving his mother. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, she got killed by cadavers in issue one. So, they have this this father-son talk about why Peter hid it from him and doesn't want him to be Spider-Man from now on. And it's like this deep-felt, heartfelt shit. Father and son thing. Spider-father and son talking shit out. And fucking Cadaverous gets activated and takes Peter. Like, just kills him or stabs him and shit and just takes him. Beats the fuck out of the kid. The kid doesn't know what to do. Like, who the fuck? Like, and then his graffiti friend came and like, I was coming to look. I, I was walking to your house and I saw this dude come in, wreck your whole shit. And he's like, he's freaking out. He's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, you know. So then she's like, I think, I think I know what to do. Like the little rebellious graffiti girl says, Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go here. They go to Stark Tower or Stark Industries and start knocking on the door. Like they go, We need to talk to Stark. Period. Like, we need to talk to Stark. Like, no, you know, the, it's like Stark's retired. Like, he's not here. Like, you know, uh, we don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, you know? And then Riri comes out, and Riri's like, who the fuck? And then, like, fucking that graffiti girl says to Riri, like, this is Spider Man's kid. Like, he's the new Spider Man. <laughs> like, he's got the power. Like, we need some kind of guidance or some shit here because Cadaverous came back and took his dad. So Riri's like, fuck. All right. So Riri finds... 
<laughs> that's the way you said that. that that's like, a direct. Like, that's a direct quote, Riri. <laughs> fuck. Like, like Riri came through, man. She's like, fuck. So she takes him into an underground bar- bunker, and like Stark is living under Stark Tower. Like everybody presumes he's like gone on some vacation or some shit, and he's just living off pizza and inventing little weird shit here. And then you like, and he's like kind of lost a little, like kind of like uh, what you call it, the aviator guy. What's his fucking name? Howard Hughes? Yeah, he's like that, but more modern shit. And like, he's freaking out. He's like, he's not even all there because his brain's like, he's not doing shit with his brain. So it's like kind of collapsing in and itself. And he's like, so he's kind of like this quirky little like wizard guy in the hero's quest. You know, he's like, like that weird wizard in the Dark Crystal. You know, like for all of you, Joseph Campbell, like Hero's Journey people, like this is the role that Stark plays here, not the Uncle Ben shit you see in this Far From Home bullshit. You know what I mean? Like he's this. He's like he says, and then he said when once they mention Cadaverous, and then it goes into the origin of Cadaverous. It's like oh fuck, and I'll leave that for you guys to read. I'm not gonna get into that. And then it says to be continued. And I might never get issue four. Well, I, while you were talking, I was looking it up. Apparently, according to this article that I'm reading, issue four was supposed to come out today. And then mm. issue five is scheduled for January 29th, which was last month. So somehow, according to this article, issue f- issue... What the fuck? Issue four was supposed to come out today, and issue five was supposed to come out last month. That doesn't make sense to me. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's they probably just haven't updated it yet. I honestly look. I, I swear, Spider Man number five in shops January 29th, twenty twenty. Number yeah. Spider Man four February nineteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah. And issue three December eighteenth. So I mean, at least, about at least, yeah, at least you see that there was some delay. I think I remember getting issue three because I was getting that Spider-Man book as it came out every time I saw it. And yeah, it's been a while. But I don't remember even seeing issue. F- well, I guess issue four came out today, but I don't. I don't know why I didn't see issue five if it came out two weeks yeah. ago. Issue four. Um, ninety nine percent sure. Is, oh, well. What okay. happened? No, no. Uh, issue four isn't out yet. On my, the only place I can get it is through the bootleg sites. Mm. So, they, it's not there. I'll look. Uh, let me go to Comicsology. Like it's gonna be hard to actually search it in Comicsology. Um, yeah, this this book is all kind of fucked up. It's almost like like its release schedule is like autistic. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't make any sense, but it's still funny. It, it makes sense if you've heard us talk about this this book before. <laughs> so. 
So, Comixology should let me look it up because I bought it and it's not. See, and okay, so now I'm looking at because I'm trying to get more than one one source for verification. And this other another site says issue four will be available April 4th. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening. What what issue do you like have on hand? Did you actually buy or like what what book are you looking at? Well, right now I looked at the my copy on Comicsology for issue one, and then uh, I pretended to read it all the way through, and then it gave me the rest. But it only goes up to three. Three. Okay, so maybe this one is more accurate. That says April is when we're expected to get. Uh, the issue four. If you only have issue three on hand as of today, yeah. Okay. And also, Larry, like I mean, we were critical about Sarah Pacelli's art in the other issues. Like mm-hmm. issue three. Uh, let me see if I can. I can find a a good page. Like it's just like just the opening page in issue three is fucking tight like ah, shit sorry I didn't mean to do all that like profanity (laughs) dang I guess there's Okay, I guess I'll do this one when they're having the father-son talk. Because just the pages, the thing is, the the first two pages leading up to the father-son talk, which happens on page three, but just those paneling, like, going up to it is just so tight, too. Like, it just feels like one full experience, even though it's only three pages, you know? I don't know if that makes sense, Larry, but that's the beauty of comics. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so I you... put page. Okay. But it just gets better and better throughout. So you see like an adult Riri, like Yeah. Not kid Riri. Right. Which I thought was a good touch too, you know? Like I wanna see this Riri in other things too. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's a it's a cool character. I'm sure it'd be interesting to see her as an adult. Why are you so condescending, Larry? <laughs> no, I'm. I was being 100 percent sincere. <laughs> so people would argue that Riri should have been an adult from the beginning. Yeah. You said we should have been. Why should we be? More, Reading an adult from the beginning? No, Riri should have been an adult from the beginning. Oh, why? Why not? Because I read comics about kids. Man, why? All the comics we love started off as kids. Yeah, but I'm an adult now. No, see, look, you can't, look, everything can't be for you, Moses. Something. Meanwhile, this book is about a kid. Like, right, exactly. exactly. (laughs) It's like, it's like Spider-Man, your favorite character when you started reading him, was a kid. 
Yeah. X-Men, my favorite characters when I started reading them were kids. Well, actually, I actually they weren't a kids when I started reading. They're young but, adults. But they, yeah, they were they were younger, right? By the way, adult Monica Rambo is supposed to be in in Black Widow. Yeah, sounds great. I mean, that was for be. Lawrence because Mo's not going to watch that. Well, I want an adult Mikhail. And a, why? What? Why is he not an adult? Well, he's not in it. Wait, who are you talking about? Ursa Major. Oh, got you. Got you. Well, hey, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I give. This so, so how many? Yeah. What, what, tell us your rating for Spider-Man Bloodlines. Three. I call it Spider-Man Bloodlines because that's the like subtitle, but they don't promote it with it. So all of you listening that want to read this book, it's Spider-Man. Just type in Spider-Man J.J. Abrams on Google. If you read it for free, more power to you. Read that shit. Let them know that you're reading it on bootleg sites because they can't. They're not promoting it, and it's not coming out. But I give this. Five iron height, iron hearts out of five. Wow. Is that it? That's it. I mean, nobody else read it, so that's, that's definitive. Five out of five. And I think we can go into heavy metal minute and then news, right? Okay. Am I? Yeah. Am I playing the the whole thing or is this one of those? Yeah, it's gotta... the whole thing. Fuck it. Okay. Don't give us time to take a piss and shit. Ozzy Osbourne is canceling No More Tours Two. Now, for those who don't know, No More Tours Two is the second part of No More Tours, his farewell tour. Now, originally, No More Tours 1 was canceled because he fell in the shower or fell down the stairs or some shit. And then he spent the whole 2019 getting recuperating and everything. So No More Tours 2 was the, the, the postponed version of that tour. Now he's canceled it. He, um, he says he's, uh, he's headed to Switzerland to begin a new treatment. That'll take about six to eight weeks, and then I'm sure there's probably some downtime after that. Um, but yeah, he's battling, he's battling Parkinson's too, a form of Parkinson's disease. It says here he's had it since 2003, and um, that last fall he had at the end of 2018 fucked him up and brought it all back. Um, according to the press release for the cancellation, he is doing all the promos for his new album, ordinary man and uh he's gonna do all that moving forward but he's not gonna do any tours so he'll be doing some tv shows and shit you know ellen jimmy fallon whatever you know he'll be doing those but no tours so you can get your they're issuing refunds now it's no longer like oh you'll just use that ticket to get in they're they're issuing refunds so if you're if you're going to go see ozzy go get your refund in other news, Rage Against the Machine came back finally. Uh, you know, <laughs> now that you know uh, Trump's presidency is almost over, they decided they want to shout at him. But uh, their tickets went. The highest price ticket was one twenty-five. 
but people found tickets for a lot higher, like 700 bucks or something. And basically, I guess people were mad because all you could find was these high-priced tickets. And it turns out that the band actually saved 10% of the tickets, uh, of the seats, for charity. So they auctioned them off. They're selling them for charity, which anything above the $125 price point is going to be donated to whatever charity they're doing. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it all sounds fishy to me, but you know that, that's what it is. They're going to be they're going to be touring starting February 26th in El Paso, Texas, and they're going to end. October, some shit. No, yeah, nine twelve in Vienna, Austria. So they're touring the world. And uh, recently, at a Mr. Bungle show, a fan threw his ashes on the stage while the band was playing. Uh, Mr. Bungle is the band that hasn't been together since like the late eighties, and uh, they just went on a small, uh, a few few tours, a small tour, like six shows or something, a reunion. They debuted a few songs. You heard it in the past Heavy Metal Minute. But basically, uh, Dakota Young died unexpectedly, but his memory will live on forever, it says here. His friends attended the February 11th Mr. Bungle show in New York City, and his pal took his ashes, wrapped them in a jar of underwear, and tossed them... <laughs> wrapped them in a pair of underwear and tossed them on stage and to be with the band. So there's video on it on Metal Socks dot com or at metal sucks on twitter and you can watch the the ashes flying r.i.p dakota young uh picture of pat pat o'brien has has uh come up you know pat o'brien for those of you who don't remember uh probably a cup maybe i want to say about six months ago he was uh he was arrested for kidnapping and terrorism and He's the guy from Cannibal Corpse that went, had a psychotic break, and he broke into a house that thought was his own, and thought was invaded by other people, but it wasn't his house, and he was attacking the people that live there. But he was spotted in public over the weekend, um, and uh, it says here he looks pretty good. It's the first time O'Brien has been photo- photographed in public since his legal troubles in 2018. So yeah, that the, the, he's, they say he's looking good, but you know. We'll see. We'll see how his... I don't know if he's still doing court dates or whatnot. Uh, Henry Rollins is no stranger to voiceover work. We've seen him as Kilowog in one of the Green Lantern animated features. But he's um, he's also been the front man of the band Black Flag, for those of you who don't know, as, as well as his own namesake band, Rollins Band. Uh, but he's doing the Netflix reboot of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Revelation. He'll play Triclops. And uh, the reboot's supposed to be directed by Kevin Smith. Mark Hamill's in it. He's going to play Skeletor. Lena Headey will be Evil Lynn. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to be Tila. Liam Cunningham is going to be Man at Arms. But yeah, Henry Rollins. He masters of the universe. Emery's Frankie Palmieri. Now, Frankie Palmieri, if you know him, he's, he's a dude that's been a bit of a douche. And uh, he, he said that he, um, <laughs> he said that he, he talked about uh, his past lyrics, that they came from a dark place, and, and he kind of renounced them all. 
And, uh, you know, you listen to a song like Demons with Ryu, and it's like, go ahead and do yourself read those lyrics. Like, this dude wasn't doing the most profound shit around. Now, granted, those are the more fun lyrics, but I'm sure he had some, he did have some, some weird lyrics in the past, but now he's coming out and saying that, uh, he says, uh, he says here, for the record, I'm not apologizing for anything. I have said in the song, starting a band at 16 years old, you aren't fully realized person yet. At one point in time, I was willing to hold on to every ounce of pain I spit on the microphone and consider my suffering to be part of my identity. Over the years, as my internet presence grew and still seeking validation, I watched the world both ridicule and embrace the words I put on paper. This now publicized existence in media began to alter my entire being. I would spend my 20s struggling with more demons and more success than I was prepared for. This all came through inside the music. The lyrics I wrote, about 80% of them, all stem from my personal life. I was telling my story regardless of how it would be interpreted. Fast forward 18 years, I was given an extremely rare and incredible opportunity to sit back and analyze how and what my time was spent on. Swimming in a cesspool of my own misery has led me. What screaming night after night for years, both unresolved pain has done to my psyche. This has led me to the exact moment. I look back at what I have accomplished, my failures, and I do not recognize that person. I'm grateful that a lot of my childhood dreams came true, but I inadvertently damaged myself in ways I only now recognize. I am often painted labeled in ways I never would have thought imaginable. Racist, homophobic, misogynist, edgelord, the list continues. No one wants to carry these badges. These were criticism. There, were, there was criticism I deserved, and some I still won't ever understand. I accept this. But on the same coin, the other side, I reject the person I was, vehemently. I don't need the music community, quote-unquote, <clears throat> or anything to understand who I am. The person I became, or what my values are today. I am flawed, but I work to adjust and prove the person I am. Not for anyone else, but myself. I know for fans... To hear me denounce old lyrics might seem like I am rejecting them as well. That is not the case. I do and always will appreciate the people who have been drawn to Emery and what the music represented. Just now that the words you hear come from a person I no longer recognize. This is not an identity crisis. This is true self-realization. If, you re if you've read the words up until now, I hope it has cleared some of the, what you might have thought or heard about the recent media attention, that of which I never even expected. I love aggressive music. I love to get on stage and bring people together. I'm just trying to be a better version of who I was, was and thanks. Now, yeah, good for him. <clears throat> you know, his other post when he was rejecting all the lyrics and stuff was just kind of funny, and it's like, why, why? But, you know, the guy's trying to mature. He's trying to grow. And, you know, you can't always be the same person you always were. It's part of the growth, and that's why sometimes music sucks. I predict that Marie's music now will be different. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. Oz? Are we doing news? Yeah. <laughs>
We should have a like uh, like Kurt. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right. What's Hecht first up? Chat, Hecht and Chat says, "Oh fuck, I forgot it was Wednesday, and I was working." Boo, boo, heck! Remember it's Wednesday. Remember Fantastic Forum, you and quit your job. Yeah, take Wednesdays off. Yeah. He says, I was in time for the end of the heavy metal minute. That's all that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So what's going on news-wise? Dark Horse is uh, taking the original script for Predator and going to make a uh, comic. That's weird. And uh, I'm gonna... Oh, wait. Is the original script for Predator different from the movie? I have yeah. no idea. Is it? it is. Yeah. It is. The the cover oh, okay. suggests that they're using the Van Damme version of the of the Predator, and I'll post that in chat. What is the Van Damme version? It, it looks, just looks like a giant lizard. Yeah. Why is that the Van Damme version? Because he was supposed to play the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Originally, when they shot it, it was Van Damme in a costume. Like Van Damme was the original Predator before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I here I'll post that. Like even in the choreography, like it was this like they wanted the predator to be more like a ninja, like the way he like creeped in the jungle and stuff. Not oh, not the camo stuff, you know. Yeah, that's like a whole different movie. Yeah, so they they use that like the, he was stalking people like a lion would in the jungle, you know, in plain sight, and you know they made it different. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is before Van Damme was Van Damme, right? Right, right. No, no, I, I got that part. You don't cover up Van Damme. But, yeah, that's interesting. I did not, yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, so, yeah, this is like how Dark Horse did with the original Star Wars script. Yeah, which you know what that did, right? What do you mean? Well, that was, they did that right when they were about to lose the license. Oh yeah, that was the last thing they did. Yeah, so I, I think they're about to lose that license. Mm. Oh, who owns Predator? I don't know. Fox. Well, I mean, okay, I'm like. And who owns Fox now? Disney. And that's what happened with Star Wars. Right. So Dark Horse is trying to hold on to it as long as they can. Is what they're saying. just putting out as much content with it as they can. Before Disney's, you know, <laughs> before we get Marvel's, you know, Alien series, you know, like they did, like what happened with Boom Studios and Muppets and Boom Studios and Incredibles and Dark Horse with Star Wars, you know? I don't, I mean, you think Marvel's going to put out Alien and Predator comics? Well, I know, sure, it's your fucking sweet ass that Disney's not going to let Dark Horse put something they own. Well, but that's not what I asked you. I don't think Marvel's going to do it, but I know like Disney's not going to let Dark Horse put it out. Well, yeah, but no, nobody asked that question. All right, yeah, no- Marvel's going to put out a Predator Alien series. <laughs> All right. So, so you, so you're you're going against what you were just saying? No, I'm. I mean, I'm going to give you an answer that satisfies you, I guess. No, no, I'm play, I'm, it's not. It's not an answer that satisfies me. I'm just asking you to answer the question I asked you. I mean, you saw it happen with Boom Studios. Disney got Muppets. 
Boom Studios don't put out Muppets. Marvel didn't put out no more Muppets, but now you get no Muppets. You know? <laughs> why? Why are you so bad? God, that's who I am. Wait, Mary, all right? wait, hold on. What kind of question is that, Lawrence? I mean, what kind of question? Why are you so mad? Have, have you ever met Mo? <laughs> I'm like, I was Mo reading Muppet comic books. Yeah, and Fraggle Rock. I bet Were he watched really? Muppet, Muppet you put Babies me on too. The Fraggle Rock. I think that must have been Jay. No, it was you. Like you, you like the dude that was working on, like you knew him or some shit. Oh. Okay. And then the girl, the lady that was working on, I remember the lady that oh. was working. On, that was when whatchamacallit, Stokely was working on Fraggle Rock, right? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, and and Sto- Stokely is a good artist. He's a real good artist. I don't know yeah. that. I don't know that, you know, I might have told you he was doing Fra- Fraggle Rock, but I don't think I told you to read it. I think we might have just introduced, we might have been talking to him and you might be bought the book because it was at his table or something. Whatever. Either way, I read it. And then Disney got Muppets. We don't got no Muppets books now. Nobody's putting out Muppets. Nobody's getting Muppets. It's like maybe nobody's gonna get Predator. Maybe nobody's gonna get Alien. You know, but sure as shit, Dark Horse ain't putting out no Predator or Alien no more. <laughs> oh my god! You don't see these things, Larry. You don't connect dots, man. That's your problem, man. That's my problem. You gotta connect all the uh, all the fucking dots. Connect, man. Right. <laughs> Mo is the question of the Fantastic Forum. I'm the answer. <laughs> the answer, like I AI. Am, I am the way. Oh, there it is. Prepare it is for salvation. <laughs> what else is happening in the news? It doesn't I, matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Nobody's getting predator. That's all the news. Like. It's done. I don't. I don't know why this was a news story. This might have just been written for like me and Liz. Okay, and maybe not even Liz because she don't know Legion of Superheroes like that. But uh, Winslow Schlott, shot. How the fuck you pronounce his name? It, well, you guys aren't watching Supergirl, so he goes to the future and he joins the Legion. And the last couple episodes, he came back and he gave his Legion Legion name. Which was Computer Lad. Mm. It just made me laugh so hard. Like he announces that to the whole group, and everybody's looking at him like Computer Lad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the episode, he changes it to Toy Man for for reasons that are it makes sense, but are kind of stupid. But I don't know that to me. Like I, I don't know why this is a news story that's popping up on my news feed, but. Watching that in the show made me laugh. I'm pretty sure Liz didn't laugh, other than because it's a ridiculous name. I I had a conversation in the comic book shop with someone who's thoroughly convinced that Supergirl as a series is going to get canceled and moved over to HBO Max. As a Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes television show. Why? I mean, there's no, they're not, 
legionnaires show up, but they don't suggest, hey, why don't you come to the future with us? Like, uh, even when they show up, they're already at the point where Superman was already there at one point, right? Yes. Yeah, but they but they need a super boy. No, but the the whole thing is like that's why that brainiac exists because super Superboy already went and did what he did. And not only that, but any story where you could see Supergirl going to the future, like um her falling her dating Monel, like they 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 do it so that that's not gonna happen. Like she she was she was in love with Monel. He goes and he's he becomes a legionnaire. When he comes back, you think, well, this is an opportunity for her to go to the future and be be with her boyfriend. But he comes back already married to Saturn Girl, I believe. Well, that's mm. up in real life, right? But that's I'm saying I'm saying life? as because Lawrence is saying that they he thinks they're gonna take her to the future, and yeah. I'm saying every time they have an opportunity to start a story where you could put Supergirl in the future. Something happens. There's some reason why that wouldn't work. Like the Monel thing would have been like the best excuse to, to take her to the future, and he's already married. He's happily married. Yeah, well, it's a stupid show. I don't know why I watch it. Let's move on. I know why yeah. you watch. Because of because of my vagina. You're a shit person from a shit crap. <laughs> <laughs> the shit person demographic. Because now I'm a pop owner. Yeah. That should be a news story that I fucking bought that thing. We knew you were going to buy it. Hecht in chat says, there's a Fraggle Rock comic? Yeah. That's an old issue I posted, too. That's yeah. from 2010. Oh, yeah. That's a... that's a, What's the guy's name? Scope, Stokely? Yeah. Stokely? Yeah. That's a Stokely cover. From before... Boom Studios destroyed Archaea Comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything else, gents, before we get out of here? <laughs> nothing. Not, nothing. There made me uncomfortable when you asked me that question. What question? Why am I so angry? <laughs> well, it's the way you were saying Muppets. I'm like, why? I've never heard anybody say Muppets so angry before. <laughs> No more Muppets. No Muppets. No more Muppets. Muppets are badass. Don't talk about Muppets like that. No, Muppets are fantastic. And, you know, I just, we won't probably won't be getting more Muppet comic books. That's true. I, I think we'll get more Muppets, though. And you know why that is, right? Because <laughs> the mouse is a fucking Disney. There it is. Uh, oh, uh, Hex says, Oz, you finally bought the two-pack booster and Blue Beetle? Yeah, I got the fucking thing. It's I w- funny. I- he's like, what would you say in the, in the text that you sent us? He said something like... Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, because I was about to post it in, in chat. That's, oh, that's, that's spam post. Uh, I feel shame for my weakness as I, as I sent you guys a picture of it. I'll post it. In, I'll post the uh, what I bought in chat. And I called them a pussy. You like the characters. There's no shame in that. Well, I called them a pussy for feeling shame. <laughs> well, because I've been I've been fighting getting a pop for so many years that I felt like I was just surrendering. No, because you're just getting that one, and that's it. Th- that's how it starts. 
I got a, a glow in the dark Cyclops one. You're not helping, Lawrence. And you know it's this gonna be awesome. This summer we're getting all the metal ones. That's cool. We're getting Slayer and fucking Anthrax and Metallica and more ghost pops. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Hex says the irony being that Mo has more pops than even me, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, true. I actually have a whole theme going in one part of my house of just Star Wars pops. And then in another part I have Frankenstein and the Bride on a pedestal with like Elvira reading them their vows. Hector's uh, telling me to get ready for a room devoted to just pops. I think I think I'm annoying my wife. Oh, in, I know that. In the you know how in the Fallout games, you guys have played them, right? Yeah. Where you find the mm-hmm. bobbleheads. Yeah, I'm slow. Like you can see one, I guess, a little bit of it on top of that picture. I have like a set of the of Fallout bobbleheads, and I'm hiding them throughout the house and garage. <laughs> and every <laughs> once in a while, she'll be cleaning and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you found the bobblehead. You have you have dexterity." <laughs> and the look of disappointment on her face as That's she walks hilarious. away from me, uh, it makes me laugh every time. I don't know. And then I have to hide it again. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Only with me, it's every time I get mad at something. Muppets. Yeah. Muppets. The halftime show. <laughs> so when I go to LA, I got to like have little miniature Muppets and just hide them around Mo's shop. <laughs> at the halftime show, I got mad because they had the little girls choir. And then immediately after, she was pole dancing. And it's like, this is what they're teaching these little girls? Isn't that... what well, That was J-Lo's daughter, right? I don't yeah. know. But yeah, she shouldn't be pole dancing. Well, even pole dancing itself is stupid. Like, that's what broke-ass fools like at the strip club. Not even, like, real dudes at the strip club. I don't know. You're saying broke-ass fools, but I've seen guys spent... A lot of money. Well, I have a actually. I have a. Oh, I, I have a strip club question for you, but I don't know if that if that's a a show quite a show thing. I might have to uh, ask you that off it, the air. It, Patreon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's a legit question because I finally got to go to to a club out here in the Midwest, and uh-huh. it, it was an interesting experience, especially the way as a married man that doesn't give a fuck anymore. How the dancers react. Okay, I won't get into that here. But, no, no, just go ahead, ask away. Okay, so well, I, I was there for for a coworker's bicep party. I'm hanging out, having having a beer in the corner. By the way, in the Midwest, you know how when you're on the stage and you have to give them a dollar. It, apparently, yeah. out here, if you're on the stage and you give them a dollar, they 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 jam their their boobs in your face. Yeah, like, a dollar goes a long way out there. Yeah, like that that was that was weird cuz I'm used to LA rules where you even come close to touching them and they're kicking you out of the bar. Yeah. But so I'm I'm chilling there and they're coming up to me and you know like ah oh, the usual, "Hey, how's it going?" blah blah blah. Or, you know, I'm talking, "Oh, hey, yeah, I'm good." You know, whatever. Just over here with 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 those guys over there acting fool, whatever, blah blah blah. And one of them comes and sits next to me 
and starts telling me, oh, yeah, I'm from Vegas, blah, 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 having a nice little conversation. Within, like, five minutes of meeting me, she's telling me what girls are offering, offering her cocaine in the back. And I'm looking at her like, you don't know if I'm a cop. You don't know anything about me. Why the fuck are you telling me that all these girls are, which girls, pointing them out, like, by name, what girls are offering you drugs and who's holding in this club? Now, I didn't say that out loud, obviously, but that, I don't know, that, that's something I've never experienced. And it was weird to me how quickly this woman was just, like, spilling everything about all the girls in this club to me. Yeah. She's a cop. <laughs> I mean, she was she was topless while talking to me. The, She's st- a cop. Still a cop, huh? Yeah. Huh. Wow. She's the fucking hottest cop I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. That's I, why she's from out of town. Quote, I, unquote. That, that was... That, I just been thinking about that because that was weird. Let wow. me put it to this way. If you're a stripper in Vegas... You're not going to go moonlight in Moline, Illinois. You know what I mean? All right. I, I didn't ask a lot of questions. I was there to support a, a co-worker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's play that wrap-up music. We have... Oh, oh shit. I probably should have set that up, huh? <laughs> Any day now. Any day now. What? You can't like, stall it's... for like a minute and a half? See see what happens when he gets his hands on these Blue Beetles Booster Gold Pops? It all goes to torment. He loses focus. Now he's only focused on Pops and and uh, Fallout bobbleheads. I, th- I thought the strip club experience would have been what you've gone with. No, no, no. It's definitely focused on Pops and, and bobbleheads. Moses Magnum, give me some final thoughts. Moses. What do you say? Say it again. Read fucking comics. There you go. Don't watch them. Read them. <laughs> Oscar, final thoughts. Uh, Midwest strip clubs. More fun than you would think. There. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime... Check us out on Instagram, Fantastic Forum. Yeah, and of course, check us out on your favorite, uh, your favorite. Well, I guess if you're listening to the to the podcast right now, you're already listening to us on your favorite uh, podcast app. But you know, maybe drop us a line, let us know what you think about stuff on Instagram. Then, all right, it's Fantastic Forum only on AllGames.com. Hey, intern, you ever pole dance?